The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Inside Florida Racing, uh, CC Brooks over there trying to talk. Hello, everybody. There she is. She made it. I'm here now. It's Inside Florida Racing. We've got a jam-packed show tonight, Rob. Really I see do. that. I see that jam-packed show. Mm-hmm. All kinds of racers and uh, all kinds of racing that did go on, even though uh, there was a lot of fireworks out there. I'm sure everybody had a good time uh, celebrating the birthday of America. I had a great time. I mean... Nights of racing. I'm happy. Yes, and uh, other people that uh, weren't racing, I hope everybody had a uh, safe trip wherever they were going and made it back with all their fingers. Nobody got their fingers blown off. <laughs> Let's hope not. CeCe Brooks, who was the man who got injured in the school buses at DeSoto? Oh, my goodness. I. You'll find that later, right? I'll find that later. Okay. He yeah, was going to be on it. with us tonight, but uh, uh, he's still not ready. Um, to be up to it and uh, also we'll probably before the show's over hopefully we'll get an update on the young man who was injured at uh, Putnam a week back okay so uh, let's get a confirmation here who is exactly on the show tonight there Cece well we're going to start off with uh, Cinderay and Aaron Irish now uh, these ladies they're in the fast mini cups I've seen them race up at DeSoto Super Speedway all right, and uh, Joe Linebarrier. Yep, from Volusia. Volusia. Volusia, and uh, we're gonna—he's gonna talk to us about the Scott Thompson Memorial. All right. And then, of course, Wayne Anderson is gonna join us, um, the winner of the Clyde Hart Memorial. Is he? Yeah. And, Fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Wayne yeah. Jefferson, we're gonna have him on. 
Yep, I saw him this weekend, so he's going to be here. Uh, uh, do my eyes deceive me, or is this Hollywood is actually going to be on the, the show tonight? Mike Franklin Jr. is going to be on the show tonight? I believe so. Live live from the Keys. All right, from, from the Keys. Uh, so we have that, and uh, we also have a 15-year-old driver out of Miami who is the winner of the ASA Late Models. Well, very nice. That's a full-pack so show. It's a full-pack, plus uh, Ricky Moxley. Um, for the Pro Truck Series is going to be here also. So I get a full a full night here on Inside Florida Racing. Yeah, so, uh, CC, uh, mm-hmm. what did you do this weekend? I was at Charlotte County Motorsports Park for racing Friday and Saturday night. Um, what happened there? Oh, Quick which, synopsis. Which night? Um, uh, yeah, you can low, go over both Low those. attendance Friday night would be the 4th of July, but they're a good racing, had a good time there. The figure eight boat, uh, the figure eight race, um, was one of the best they've had in a long while. Any crashes in the um, X? You know, anybody get hit? Um, no, no. There Must was not close, have. No, Didn't leave close, any impression close on you. Close calls. Um, well, I was, <laughs> I, I was sort of pay attention to one driver that night, but and then, um, and then Saturday night, the figure eight boat race. The but we ran late. They ran. We're going to interrupt this. Uh, this. Uh, soap opera message for uh, an important message from one of our guests. We will get back to CeCe's what is it? Man, Jack, you're brutal. Is, is that County, brutal? My Charlotte County Motorsports brutal. rants, I guess. Uh, the, show, the show is changing directions, folks, as it does many times because we like to keep drivers. you uh, like to keep you on your toes. Uh, who do we have here, Jack? Mr. Wayne Anderson's on. Really? Wayne Anderson uh, went in two races uh over the uh, well, if you start Thursday as the weekend uh, over the weekend, uh, how you doing, Wayne? I'm doing great, guys. How about you all? Just fantastic. Uh, you know, I didn't make it to any races uh, this week, but uh, uh, you went in the uh, Clyde Hart Memorial. Uh, that was pretty big, you know. Uh, one thing that I noticed, you know, is uh, I, I guess I consider you as uh, like one of the old guys here, but you like to win a lot. You know, you seem to be uh, pretty good at winning, but. You know, you consistently show these young guys, you know, that you can still uh, um, be in control. Well, I tell you, uh, I just had a, you know, I had a great race car, and, and you put a decent driver in a good car, and, and you're going to look like a hero. And that's uh, that's about what's happened to, to anybody that's gotten the Black 92. So it's just, uh, it was just a great, great Thursday, great Saturday. Um, just, it was one of the flawless weekends you have every now and again, and I was fortunate to have one this weekend. So, um, are you going to be the driver of that car, you know, uh, as time continues to go on? I guess as long as I'm winning, I'm the driver. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Dad can be kind of rough if you're not a winner. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's what makes it really tough is, you know, I got some good race cars of my own. But, uh, you know, the the 92, he wants to run it some. And, uh, you know, we decided to, to, to drive this thing, you uh, it's been good. It's, I can't complain right now. It's been. Uh, we went to Lakeland and had a really good car and had ignition problems, and then went to Lake City, had a good car again, and got rained out. So, um, yeah, it's it's good. Everything's good right now. It's always good when you're when you're doing good. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you got all them extra cars. You know, you've got my number. I can't believe I don't ever hear from you. Well, I can't believe that you live down there by Bradenton. And there's only had seven cars, and you can't. You, everybody wants to say, "Come support your local racetrack." We were just talking yeah. about that very thing. I was just talking about that, Wayne. You know, your ears must have been ringing because you know that I always talk about that. And the, the deal is, is I was in Cedar Key, 
I wasn't even around here. It wasn't like I sat home and then, you know, support new racetrack. As a matter of fact, my car is ready to race, and I found out that our buddy Bobby Deal is, in fact, not going to race. Confirmed. I talked to him just before the show. They are not racing uh, a super late model race this month. So um, I'm looking to race my car somewhere because it is ready to go. And I... if. I would go there and support. Listen, you know that, man, in a minute. Let me, let me, let me just tell you this, though. I, I think as much as Dr- John tried to do from Braden to John Saffercone, it just was a bad day. I mean, when when you can sit home and watch the Firecracker 400 on TV at Daytona, that's, it, it was just a, you know, a lot of people got plans on the 4th. I think what he tried to do was, was, was kind of a great idea. It just didn't work out. And... and um, and I hate to see that. I mean, I haven't. I mean, Rob, I haven't been to Braden in, in a year and a half myself, so I'm just as much to blame as anybody, you know. But he came over there, and I'll and I'll tell you this: it's the first time I was at, at New Smyrna Thursday night. It's the first time I have seen anybody from Bradenton out soliciting, trying to get somebody to come to the racetrack. That's the first time I've seen John Stafford coming at the racetrack, wanting somebody to come support him. So. And it worked. Well, he and, got you to come. And, and you know, you listen to the show, and that's what we've been telling them, you know, that there's there's a reason why um, these dirt guys are getting these cars that are coming to the track seats. Every one of you guys that show up at these dirt tracks, you get a call. You get a call from the guy. You know, you know that. that they they want to know if you're coming. So it's real important that uh, these uh, track owners, no matter who they are, they need to call every driver out there and say, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You got your car? You need to bring it. And, you know, for the for the Daytona race, he should have had a big screen there. He should have done some advertising that you're going to be able to watch the race right here. Come on, you know. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you to you go try to rent that big screen and see what it costs. I, I, I know exactly where you're coming from, Rob. It just ain't easy on either side. Well, that's right. I've, I've been trying to take a step back and get out of the, my driver's shoes and put some promoting shoes on and see what, what how I would handle it. It's easier said than done. I mean, I give Bobby Deal a lot of credit, and, you know, I give John credit for trying to run that race. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've been down there, and, I mean, come on. Everybody had a problem with John Sappertone at one time or another. I mean, but it seems like that guy's turned the corner, and he's 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 seen where maybe his attitude has hurt some things at this racetrack. And uh, I went down there, and he couldn't have been any nicer, any more supportive than I've, I've ever seen him since I've, I've known the guy. So, right. I mean... And then, and then a lot of people get stubborn and say, you know, well, he's made me mad. I ain't going back. Well, come on, man. Everybody needs to check their egos at the gate or whatever. And we got to support these places, or we won't have none to go to. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, well, exactly. I, I don't know the answer. I, I, I give a lot of suggestions, but but they're just suggestions, you know. And uh, I, I don't know all the answers, but I know we need to. I know we as racers have better get together. And we better do something, or we're going to lose a lot of tracks. That's that's very true. And in my experience, has been I'm talking to drivers. They like that track. They they like that track, and they need to, I think, let go of what you're saying of maybe any personal issues, personal feelings, um, and go and race there. And and th- what it is is but that bygones be bygones. Is that like a guy like me? I don't have any problems with John. I'll go there and race. And Wayne doesn't have any issues. But there's some guys that do have some issues that on their way out. Um, was probably have an argument or whatever, and uh, uh, you know that stuff ne- can be patched up easy with John because he's, you know, he's a track owner like anyone else. They don't hold those grudges as personal. It's all business, you know. And then, and then like all business deals, you know, uh, they're, they're kind of oh well, you know, it's okay, you know, come on back. And uh, I, 
I, I don't see why there's not more cars racing. I'm going to hey, find out. Let, I'm going to look at the let, schedule, and I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to try to anyways. Let me tell you this. I was embarrassed as a race car driver to race a race with seven cars in it. I was embarrassed to be a part of that. And it's a shame because that is a, a great facility, and he was putting up 3000 to win. And that's and it's hard to get that anymore around here. You guys know, as I know, it's hard to do. And and they have to race there with seven cars. They were some good cars. Don't don't misunderstand me. But it just hurt. It, it, what happens is when the car count falls off, then the fans go, I ain't paying that much money at the front gate to watch seven race cars. That's We've right. done it to ourselves. We can, we can bitch about the promoter. We can say, yeah, he did this or he did that, and I won't go back. And I, I'm, I've been one of them. I haven't been to Braden in a year and a half. But I also have seen the light enough to know if I don't go support some of these racetracks, there's not going to be none to go race at. You know, we run a, Wayne, we run a little clip um, that's almost exactly word for word what you just said from your dad from a year ago. And we've been running it till every show we run it two or three times. And he says exactly that thing. You know, I was thinking the other day, uh, you know, back in the days before NASCAR came along, the driver's... Uh, uh, weren't paid uh, purses the way they are now. They were paid a uh, percentage of the gate. And I was thinking, you know, sometimes I wonder if that these days wouldn't be a better way to do it because right now so many drivers don't promote the track and they're only thinking about their own deal. I mean, there's a lot of guys. You know that. And um, Jack, Jack, let me tell you this. Rob will tell you, we were sitting in the driver's meeting inside that trailer at Punta Gorda when Bobby Deal come in and says, guys, what can we do to make this better? And you know what my first thing was I said to him? I said, you know what? If the cars come in here and they and you get 16 cars or something, knock the entry fee down 20 bucks. Give us give us an incentive to know that if we do have a good car count, that you'll work with us. I mean, because we all sit there and pay. I mean, I know a, a promoter pays a lot of money, but when we sit there and pay $150 entry fee, you pay six guys at $30 a head to get in, $10 to park your rig, $10 if you want to get in there earlier per person, which ends up being 40 Then if you come on Friday night, you spend another, you average 50 bucks a person to go race at Punta Gorda per, I mean, per person, per head, and turn around and pay an entry fee, then buy four tires. You have a lot of money rolled in to race in there. So I know they need to make that money to pay us. I understand that. It's kind of a hand-in-hand thing. But when it is good, give us a little back. And, yeah. and and I had no problem racing the other night for less money and for 50 laps for John Saffertone for the simple fact that guy tried. He attempted. We didn't We didn't come through for him. We as racers did not come through for him. And I had no problem with racing for whatever he paid, and he was very generous. And I know, believe me, I know people are probably listening to this going, you know, but that guy, I've had such problems with him and some of his people, some of his personnel. Man, I'm telling you right now, I've been mad at Don Narone. I've been mad at John Sappertone. I've been mad at Robert Hart. I've been, you know, all of us at one time or another is mad at somebody at one racetrack. We need to, I'm telling you, we need to put them egos in our pocket when we go through the gate or we won't have no racetrack. You better pick another hobby. How much, um, how much did it cost to, uh, race at John's? Well, here's the, here's the problem. Had to buy some practice tires. That's where we got another problem with late models right now. Yeah. One track's on McCrary's, one track's on Hoosiers, no one's on Goodyear's. It ain't so much every good racer is going to buy four tires for the race. But the problem you run into is you spend another four or five hundred just to practice. Right. Because you don't have practice tires that track. That's what the problem. If all these tracks would get on one tire, hey, if I don't give, I don't, I don't care if it's Don Narone. 
Let's get on good years. Let's do. Let's get on what I don't care, but let's get on one and get together. And the one thing that I'm working on right now, and I've talked to different different owners, different. If we could just get, if we could just possibly get Bradenton and Punta together for a two day show, to where the people coming from Homestead, like Tom Sisman owns the '77 car, Patrick Williams. If he can drive up to Brayton, it don't cost him that much money. I mean, from to Punta Gorda, it don't cost him that much money to drive to Brayton. But if he went to Punta Gorda this week and turned around and tried to drive back the next week to Brayton, it gets very expensive. Us as racers could probably race for just a little less if we could race two nights in that area. In other words, we go to go to go to Punta Gorda and then go to Brayton, or you go to Orlando, you go to New Smyrna, or you go to Lake City, maybe Bronson. I, I'm, I'm throwing some stuff out there at you, but. The track's got to unite together too, and we got to either put, you know, let's cheapen the seats for the for the people to come in there until we can show them that we can put a good car count in. Let's cheapen the seats. Let's cheapen the purse. And let's get let's all get. Together. How about this? This is what I propose. How about cheapen the purse and not charge us an entry fee? I think if the entry fee, let's see if there's, we can do math, one hundred and twenty-five dollars times twenty people. What is that? Two thousand twenty-five hundred dollars. There you go. So, but I, if you take that twenty five hundred dollars out of the you know fifteen thousand dollar purse, pull it right out of it, and restructure the purse. But don't forget about the guys in the back. You know, the guys in the front are going to have to realize that they're the, probably the ones that are going to be losing out. They're going to have to lose some of that money, but they can race. I, I've won the last three in a row at Punta Gorda. Just won two in a row this past weekend. I don't have a problem with that because I don't want to lose the places we go race at. I don't have a problem with that. Uh-huh. Knock it down some, but. I forgot I was talking to one of those guys right here. <laughs> See, at least I don't talk about you behind your back. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, I, I just think, I think we all need to wake up here. I swear to you, I think we need to wake up and look and look and see what's happening around us. Fuel ain't getting no cheaper. If anything, it's going to keep going higher. Yeah, it's you know, it's uh, you're preaching. Like, and you know, I think there's a lot of possibilities with that. If they if they have one track does the racing on Friday, the next tra- then race the next here, night here's on the Saturday, and ma- you could make a package special that, that for the tracks. That way, then all the fans would go to the one track on Friday night, and then go to the next track Saturday. There's possibilities if Bobby and John would work together. You're, you're right on for ticket specials where you know. Two Which one's going to race, gonna race on Friday? Yeah, but that's the problem. That's, that's the problem. Nobody likes to race well, on Friday. Well, well, okay, that's fine. If, if Bobby would do it, then John, then the next race they swap it. That's perfect. See, you know, if I think we all got to get together and do it, I, I don't think I don't think all these promoters are far out of trying to work together. No, I don't we, think but so. We need to, but we need to do something. And I'm a 100% agreeance with a package deal for the fans, and you know, we, we just you know, let's cheapen the seats. Until us as racers can put enough race cars in that on the on the, in the on the racetrack, and I, give these fans something to look at. And, and I agree. Pay twenty bucks a piece to get in, and only six seven cars. And I agree, but I think it's going to then have to be backed up with with real advertising, so fans know about it, and so your diehard fans will learn about it too, because there are probably a lot of people out in the community between the Desoto track and the Charlotte track who would love to go see racing, but because they don't hear something on their local radio station that le- tells them what's happening, they don't know. Well, I didn't know. I didn't even know um, that John was having a race, you know, because he doesn't post stuff. I didn't I mean, I didn't see anything posted. Maybe it was there. Um, there's no advertising on, you know, our site uh, where you're hearing the show from. Um, why? I don't understand why the promoters don't use our show a little bit more. Listen, Wayne, here it is, dude. 
you know that there's a few people out there listening, okay? The promoters, they don't even call our show. They know that we're doing a show. We post a phone one. number out there. They don't, they don't even, uh, they, they, I won't say all of them because the guy at Putnam County Speedway that got that open back up, he does call. But listen, our phone lines are open all the time to those guys. They don't call to tell us anything that's going on, you know? Yeah. They, we, we don't hear anything about it. But getting back to what you were saying, you know, here's, I wanted to tell you something. Something that, you know, maybe you and the folks out there don't realize maybe they do or they don't. Me, okay, for me to show up with my car, dude, I got, like, no money right now to be racing, okay? Because Charlotte County being number four in unemployment, okay, in construction especially, that that hit me where I don't even have a job down there other than my own license of selling pool enclosures. And that has just about dried up, so... I'm looking at maybe even having to move, but still, I keep my car ready to go. My car was ready to go for the 19th. We were told we were going to have a race on the 19th. I thought we were having one. So my car is ready to race. My sponsor money actually goes to that racetrack. So I don't even know if I could afford to do like you said. i got to go buy tires. i got to go buy this and that to be able to go race over there. So... The only way that's going to work, Rob, is it's going to, it's going to have to work on um, being on the same tire. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm good for 75 laps. I don't have no problem with running 75 laps. Count three laps per caution up to 50, the last 25 under green. Let's work. But we as racers have got to start bringing these race cars to the racetracks. Then the promoter can't do anything when there ain't no, no uh, fans in the seats. We got to bring, we got to bring these fans back by, by showing them a car count that's, that's, that's worth a damn. Seven, 14, that ain't a car count. Yeah, I agree. Listen, that's, dude. That's sad. When you that's, said 20 cars, I'm, I'm trying to think, what racetrack have you been at other than the, the Lakeland and this past weekend at New Smyrna has had 20 at a time? I mean, right. it, it's sad. I know. It, it's hard, and it's hard. It, the fuel's hard to come to these races. I know it. But if we could put two together where the guy ain't got to go but 45 minutes one way or the other to go to the next racetrack, man, that makes it so much better. You can get two races. You can, you can afford to race for a little less. Because you, you ain't spending as much, and then we can be on the same tire. And I, I just, I think there's something there. I think they all need to take a, uh, a step back and look at that. And you know, I hope I'm not getting away from what you called me for. Well, no, I think I, that I think that you're right, and I I think that I've I've said that the tracks need to go back to running, you know, some smaller shows. You know, stop trying to run 100-lap races all the time. You know, the local racetracks, they continually, for their big shows, you know, um, kill themselves a lot of times. Well, you know, if, if well, just take, for instance, if the first week of the month it was Punta Gorda, Bradenton on one weekend, then the third weekend of the month it was Orlando, New Smyrna. I, I don't mean to cut out citrus or anything. I'm just, I'm just talking these little things. Then the racers ain't, they ain't an every-week deal. I mean... Don Arone summed it up best. Everybody's wanting to have 47 super late model races, and then we can't wonder why we ain't got no car count. We've probably we've probably tried to put too many on, and I agree with him on that. But, you know, if somebody can race at two tracks, two different tracks, twice a month, that's good enough for me. I think it's good enough for the sponsors. It ain't bleeding them, and it might be good enough for the fans. I mean, the fans, it's hard to, when you take the average person that makes 10 12 bucks an hour, and what they take home after taxes to go spend $100 on one at one night, that's hard to do, so and especially when times are tough. So I, I, I'm, I'm just saying I, I think we all got to get together, and us as drivers, we got to get our get our act together. And the promoters, I agree with you, they should be calling, doing a little more promoting than they are. 
but we all got to take. We all got to do something. Right yeah, now. It, it, we're in, we're in trouble, and we're we're in more trouble than they realize. Yeah, well, I'm 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 definitely uh, looking to go to one of these and, DeSoto and, races. And I'll be honest with you, uh, for the folks that are out there, hey, the Sun Belt races at Lake City this weekend. Let's go support Don Narone. I mean, some people might be mad at Don Narone. Some people might not like his decisions, but man, we don't want to lose Lake City too. I mean. Let's go support him at, the, at this race. Hey, it's, be, it's better to have Don Narone, Robert Hart, and, and John Sapricone and some of the other folks that people have a problem with from time to time. It's better to have them than to have nobody at all. Thank you, Jack. Hey, man, thank you, and uh, uh, congratulations again on a great weekend, Wayne. Hey, thank you for everything. Bye-bye, guys. Take it easy, Wayne. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. And I wish I had somebody to haul my car all around, you know, because I would go. That's another problem for me is my truck's getting old, you know. I'm mm-hmm. like... It's just crazy, you know. To cover the Lake City, that's a big haul too. What a fun racetrack, though. But you know, he's right. I don't. I don't know what the answer is going to be to uh, get these car counts up. You know, I. I can say that the. The promoters that advertise that they're having it to the drivers themselves and to the fans. And to the general public, are going to reap better benefits. So. Uh, the ones that are doing that when they have their races, you know, are we going to continue to be able to see a uh, 20-car count in a super late model race? You know, I don't know. They did in the uh, Clyde Hart, but that's only in these big races does it seem that uh, they're going to have those car counts. That was a huge race, only 20 cars. Yeah, Clyde Hart. They expected, they expected a, I think, a bigger turnout there, didn't they? In the past, there yeah. there was. And, and, and there again, when, when diesel is climbing to $5 now, most of those trucks that haul there all run off of diesel. Mm-hmm. and um, Oh, man, I don't know. The economy is just terrible, and uh, I don't know what's going to fix that. But uh. Well, but I, I think <clears throat> he brought up a, a great idea. We could get the tracks to work together and, and have two nights of racing, one at each track, and, and come up with some kind of package deal um, so the fans could have a full weekend of racing and they'd get to experience two different tracks. Um, I, I would I would I attempt think that we it. Have all around benefit here. I I would attempt it. I would have to do some traveling to do, uh, you know, uh, to do it because I live so close to Charlotte, you know. So I would have to travel the. Uh, and and uh, when I go to the, no, but when you go over there to race, you know, you got to spend the night pretty much, or you're going to be driving late when you leave. So uh, um, it does. Uh, it does cost you know a little bit of money, but like he said, there's there's guys that come down from Hialeah that would come, and they're already expecting to spend the night one night, mm-hmm. but they could just go a little bit further and spend the night, and uh, they could potentially win both races and mm-hmm. you know take home you know four or five thousand. I, I think it's a definite good idea. Then on the other then on the other side of the coin, because m- mostly what you've been talking about here, especially with Wayne, was the asphalt side of the thing. Let's go talk to Joe uh, Linebarrier at uh, Volusia Speedway Park about the uh, upcoming uh, race at the 19th, I believe. Hey, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about it, man. July 19th, Scott Thompson Memorial. Now, this will be the third one, and we talked uh, a few weeks ago, Jack. Scott, of course, was our 2005 track champion. He went on to be the uh, 2006 National Late Model Series Rookie of the Year and a uh, tragic loss uh, when he died in a car accident. Uh, on the road, and uh, you know, he was only 25 years old, and it was just certainly just devastated everybody. And you know, and today you see so many memorial races. And as a matter of fact, some people will say that's you know there's too many. Well, this is the only one that Volusia Speedway Park does. You still there? 
Yeah, we're we're tracking I'm tracking funny noises in my ear. Yeah, you're do, you're you're doing fine, man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, you know, we would disagree. I mean, memorial races are certainly important, and I heard you just a minute ago talk about Wayne Anderson winning the Clyde Hart Memorial. He's actually on trackside tonight, and uh, kind of a surprise. I didn't put it on Carnac or I didn't. Yeah, we we were going to plug that in just a minute. You beat me to it. Go ahead, man. Plug it away, man. But we were forward <laughs> to talking to Wayne Billy. Uh, Osborne had Wayne a couple of weeks ago by himself, and uh, that went real well. But we look forward to seeing Wayne on July 19th as well. Uh, the neat thing about the Scott Thompson Memorial, of course, Bill Thompson, uh, his father, uh, still owns the number 38 driven by Patrick Williams, and uh, they hooked up uh, at the beginning of the season, and that relationship seems to be going real well. Martha Thompson, Bill's mom, is always out there. All the sponsors are still – I'm sorry, yeah, Scott's mom. What about this? I said Bill's mom, sorry. Scott's mom will be out there, and all of the sponsors that Scott carried on this race car are still with him. And that is just so neat, and, and they're so committed to Bill Thompson and the, the entire effort. But 38 laps, I'm sorry, 50 laps. We usually do 38 laps. We're going to extend it this year. It will be a 50-lapper, uh, $3,800 to win. Everything's about the 38. Uh, leader of lap number 38, a $380 uh, bonus. So, and then a lot of, a lot of different contingency uh, award money and a lot of different prizes that the sponsors always step up. So, you know, it's scheduled to pay $3,800, but, you know, you could safely assume this will pay over 5000 But it's it's always a great event, and, you know, we just remember our 2005 champion. A little bit, uh, little bit historic beyond that. I mean, you have the, uh, of course, it's it's the, the first year for the, for the one dirt series, and, uh, and the other dirt series has been around for a long time, dirt late model series, and they're getting together. That's pretty yeah. cool too. Yeah, this is what makes it more special than ever. Certainly, our Daytona Dodge late models, uh, our division will campaign. But you know, the United Model Challenge Series will be on board with the National Late Model uh, Sportsman Series, which we are so excited to to bring three of these divisions together. And so many people at the beginning of this year, you know, had. Uh, Kim Kinney and, and Ray Miller button heads when these two guys, that never was the case. And I'll tell you, Joe, we were just talking, one of the things that uh, Wayne really wanted to talk with us tonight, and that's what most of we were talking about with Wayne was he was talking about, of course, mostly the asphalt side of the game, but uh, you know, trying to talk about the idea of promoters working more together, especially in these tough times, and i got to tell you it was really cool up at Golden Isle Speedway, here you had uh uh, Ray Miller from National Late Model Series been doing it for 14, 15 years. Yeah. And he came, he actually put up money for the last chance race and was helping to sponsor it. And uh, him and Kenny were having uh, a lot of good conversation, and they've been talking a lot. And, uh, you know, I think that, that sets a tone that uh, is is what we need right now. It does set a tone. You know, they're already talking about perhaps kind of coming together for several more events in 2009. So. You know, it's just the beginning of a, just a great relationship, and Ken Kenny has had such a successful season thus far. Uh, I think the South, uh, I say the South, the Deep South here in Florida was was hungry for something like that. He saw the need, and he is certainly, uh, you know, he's, he's he's filling the big gap down here. Ray Miller, uh, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of history there. He's very solid. But, I mean, I, I think it was time to bring a division down to, to Florida, and Ken did that, and, and man, it's just gone great, but... The neat thing here, all three of these divisions, I say three, including our Daytona late models, the Daytona Dodge guys, but they're all three going to pay points for this event individually. So that's pretty neat right there. The formula that they'll use is simple. They'll just pay points of, you know, wherever you start, whatever you do, um, you know, commensurate with your performance, you're going to be awarded points for your individual division. So 
That's pretty neat. And they're actually going to time trial these guys. It's going to start about 7.15 on July 19th. Um, planning on starting 24, but you can count on, I don't know, 26, maybe 27, Billy, with provisionals. So, Man, there's yeah, going to be, there'll probably be 75 hey, cars hey, there. Hey, Joe, there's going to be a huge, there's not going to be a shortage of cars there. You and Billy... You're used to this gig over at the Volusia because you're both there. You're the announcer. He works on the tech side, race director, whatever. And, right. and uh, give give folks uh, who have never seen late model racing uh, at Volusia a sense of uh, of what the track's like and what they yeah. can expect. Well, the neat thing about Volusia, I mean, is it's the layout. It's uh, moderately banked. It's about 11 degrees. It's 75 feet wide in the turns. Opens up to almost 100 feet in the speedways. And and the most Unique thing about this racetrack, it is a big old true half mile. And when you lay eyes on it, you're going to say, wow. You know, it, it is a good size racetrack and true right down to the, uh, the bottom wall. It is a half mile around. And the neat thing about it is the, the fact that they'll flat foot it. I mean, you do not lift at Volusia Speedway Park, whether you're in a sprint car, a late model, or, or whatever. You get that set up, dialed in. Do you need some motor? You know, I mean, that's all there is to it. Everybody will tell you that. Uh, you, you know, you just put it to the wood and, and you just hold on. And that's what's cool about it. Um, you know, just to see, you know, the way they get around there speed-wise. I mean, we're probably expecting with these sportsman-style late models. Are you guys still there? Yeah, we're here. Okay. Uh, my phone's doing acting crazy. Anyway, with these sportsman-style late models, I'm I'm going to guess the, the fast time at about 18 seconds. Man, 17, 18. What do you think, Bill? Come on, Bill. What do you say? He's, he's over here shaking his head. So you, you'll see some good fast times. The, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be amazing. Who do you think is going to set fast time there? You know, you got to like guys like David Clegg. Certainly, I mean, he's the elder statesman of our racetrack. He's put a brand new race car together. Corey Power under the hood. You know, David is certainly a, a formidable uh, opponent when it comes to that. But you know, you, you got a brand new car, and you talk about you know guys like Rich Pratt. I mean, this guy came out of the box so strong back in two thousand and seven. Won races right out of the box and just. Uh, you know, he really gets around there well. Shane Williams, I mean, he'll be, uh, you know, if we do see Shane there, regardless of what he's driving, you know, it comes down to knowing how to get around that racetrack just as much as having a good race car. Uh, Johnny Collins, what can you say about him and so far this season? Mark Whitener has always had a lot of success there. So, uh, you know, that's that's what I'm looking at, guys like that. Um, you know, Rich Pratt is that'd be the guy right now that I would, I mean, and we're talking two weeks away, but uh, that's a guy you really got to keep your eye on. Cool. What do, you, what do you guys have on uh, on your show tonight, trackside tonight, tonight? Yeah, we got Wayne Anderson here in about a half hour. We're also going to have Scott Bishop, Jack. Scott, of course, uh, out of South Carolina. He picked up the win in the advanced uh, auto parts pro trucks there at the Clyde Hart. So good kid right there, man. And uh, He's tough. I have a hobby stock out of Volusia with our world championship races. Uh, you know, his grandfather, the Night Stalker, always cool to see them guys come out of South Carolina. But, yeah, we're going to have young Scotty Bishop, and I think, Alan Woods is going to sit in there with us, so I think All right. he has nothing else to do. Well, check this, <laughs> check this out. We talked to Ricky Moxley this afternoon. I think we're going to have him on our show here later on tonight, Joe. But uh, check this out for you, Billy. He, uh, I, I asked Ricky, what, what are you going to do about this kid, man? I mean, nobody could beat Bishop, you know, Scott Bishop, right. the youngster. He said, I followed him enough on uh, that race that now I know what he's doing. So the next time, I'll know how to deal with it. Nice. Hey, Volusia Speedway Park, Jack, only 15 miles west of Daytona on State Road 40 in Barberville or only five miles east of State Road 17 on State Road 40. I mean, we're still just kind of holding our own out in the woods there, but I look forward to Rick and you and everybody being out there for this one. 
uh, it's going to be exciting, and we just can't wait. All right, and uh, tell Billy uh, we're going to get back with him pretty soon. We're going to talk about some tire stuff since he's the tech guy. They want all your tire secrets. Uh, they're going to be talking <laughs> to you. He's already on the phone talking about compounds. <laughs> all right, Joe, you guys go go have a great show, man, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Hey, hey real quick, Jack. Uh, yes. Says hello from Roscoe, if you know what that means. Okay. See you later. Well, all right. His phone worked. Yeah, it was working fine with us. We could hear him uh, loud and clear. Yeah, that's going to be a big race there. There's going to be, oh, man, Ken Kenny's going to have, I think that'll be his biggest race. I think that'll be his biggest uh, car count yet. He's bringing all those series together, and uh, they are going to get points in their individual series. Um, You heard him. They're going to run 26 cars maybe. So, uh, I don't know, Jack. That ought to be a good one now. Uh, you guys going to film this? This thing going to be live? What are you doing there? Talk to me. Don't nod your head. Talk to me. Talk to me. This is radio. Your head doesn't yeah. work on radio. <laughs> this is radio, and I've told you, you've got the face for television. Hey, like I'll tell me. you, you know, uh, Bob, Bob, we, we actually, uh, Bob Culbertson, uh, Florida Video, uh, will be filming it, and I guess he's going to have, um, he was a little behind on this uh, last race, from Golden Isles, we're going to have that up online this week. Um, that was pretty cool. But yeah, it'll be uh, videoed by uh, Bob Culbertson. Great. I'm really aggravated. I don't know have anywhere to race my car. Oh my! I'll well, yeah, I'm what. looking at I'm looking at the schedule for Charlotte. I think it's like there's according on the to, 10th of line. August. That's yeah, what he said. Yeah. 10th of August, but uh, in between there, well, at least I know I won't tear it up this month. Um, is uh, Desoto lined up for? Uh, one of their late model races. Oh, we'll I check can, that out. I can find that Just out. Just gonna have you. to find out. I can. All right, I tell you what. Why don't we uh, take a quick break here, folks? Break. You're listening inside Florida racing uh, with Rob Elting, CC Brooks, and uh, you know Jack at the controls. We'll be right back. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you. Soon, check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated at Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of Merit. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series.
drumming over there. Yeah, for the beer guitar, we've got Eric Ringo Starr's birthday, and uh, you know, Jack. He's he's hey, now, still on. stuck he's, in the Beatles. He's, hey, no, no, he's no, one no. of the Beatles. Look, let me tell you something. Ringo Starr's going to be at nine o'clock tonight. He's going to be on Larry King show. And you know it's what? His birthday. Larry King is an idiot. Okay. Well, he may be an Why? idiot. He is a big. He's going to ask Ringo something like, uh, "So, uh, Ringo, uh, how important are the drumsticks?" Uh, Rob, how important are the drums, hey, there, hey, Ringo? Rob, Rob it's going to quit hurting soon. Oh man, let's talk to some mini, uh, mini fast mini cup drivers. Okay. I think we have Aaron uh, Irish on the, the line with us. Aaron Irish? What about yeah. Cinderella? Is she there, too? Yeah, Hi. my sister's listening. Okay, both of you are on the line at the same time. Hi, Aaron. This is Cece. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing. And I'm Rob. How are you? I'm good. I've had the pleasure of watching you and Cinderella race up there at DeSoto Super Speedway. Thanks. You look like you have a lot of fun out there. Yeah, it is very fun. How old are you, young young ladies? I'm 11. And? Well, I think I think we're gonna. Aaron, you're 11. Yes. Okay. And uh, you guys race in the fast mini cup. So, what different tracks have you raced at? Uh, we raced at Auburndale. Right. DeSoto. Yeah. Port Charlotte. Right. And Orlando. Man, you guys are covering the whole state, aren't you? Pretty much. Now, how long have you been racing them? Um, about two years. Did it take you a little while to get used to uh, driving one? Yes. Did you ever drive anything else besides that? You said you're 11, so uh, probably not, huh? No, I've driven go-karts. Really? Yeah. Another one that started out in go-karts, yeah. So yeah. That's, I always say go-karts are the best thing to start in, so you went from go-karts into a, a mini-cup and... Um, now, how many races have you won? Um, I think one. One? You think one. Do you remember when you were standing there with the checkered flag <laughs> afterwards? Yes. Was it fun? Yes. Yeah, it's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know if uh, you know what they say about second place, don't you? Yeah, it's the first place loser. That's right. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> Well, uh, great. Uh, where's your next race going to be at? Um, I believe Auburndale. Auburndale. Now, are you running in a series for points or anything? We're running in a series for points. And where are you located in that uh, row of points there? I'm in the juniors class. I'm in second place. Really? Yes. Now, um, how do you get out of the juniors class? Uh, what, what other classes do they have, and uh, how long will you spend in that juniors class? They have the juniors and the pros class. And I think next year I might be moving up to the pros. So at 12 years old, you could be considered a pro mini cup driver is what you're telling me. If you have some, some years of experience. So you need some talent. Yes. So by the time that you move up into pros, do you have to have numerous wins or anything like that? No. Is it more about the seat time? How much... How many races you've had and the experience you've gained? Yes. Okay. Now, I've been trying to get Cece inside one of those mini cups, but she has not <laughs> seemed to want to um, try it out. Don't you think she should? Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. They look fun. Yeah. 
I don't know. Next time you're at Charlotte County. I'll have to come down and talk yeah, to Cece's you. Yeah, going to come down and try to, to get into yours and see if she might take it for a couple of laps, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sounds good, Aaron. Thanks. I'm trying to get her into race one. You know, I'm trying, Aaron. I'm really trying. So uh, how do you do in school now? Go ahead. How do you do in school? Answer that one because I got one to follow it. I got A pluses. Very now one good. that, you know, we always like to ask, especially when it's a girl that's racing, do all the boys at school know that you're racing? About half of them. And are they jealous? No, not really. Uh, yeah, they would be. Have they ever come out and watched you race, any of your school friends? Uh, yeah. That's always kind of cool. They come out and uh, get to see what you do. Uh, you like that? Yes, I do. Now, Aaron, do you have any sponsors? Any sponsors? Yeah, any sponsors um, for your race car? Besides mom and dad? Yeah, besides mom and dad. Advantage Shining Graphics. Okay. Well, and good. that's it. Well, you need to be out there pounding the pavement looking for more sponsors. You know, that's how you get newer tires and newer go-karts and things like that, or newer mini cups. She's 11. She's not going to go pound the pavement. Oh, yeah, they do. But she'll hey, attract whoa, whoa, attention. Whoa, whoa. More races yeah. and finishing in the top three. Get listen, more, more attention. don't listen to Cece because at 11, I guarantee you that it's easier for you to get sponsorship than for Cece if she was out there trying to get it, okay? Yeah. Use that age while you can. Tell them, I'm only 11 and I'm racing these and I just need a little bit of money. Could I get a couple thousand dollars, please? <laughs> that probably would work. Yes, it will, and uh, your parents would appreciate it. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. Um, where's your sister at? Let's talk to her. Let's talk to Cinderella. Okay, Stick here. by. Yep. Don't go too far. Thanks, Aaron. Okay. Hello? Cinderella, how are you? Good. You're talking to Rob Elting and? Cece, welcome to the show. Um, how old are you? I'm 13 years old. 13, so you're the big sister. Yep. And how long have you been racing in the Mini Cups? The Mini Cups I've been racing two years, almost. And were you in go-karts before that also? Yeah, for about a year. So you guys are so close in age and started this at the same time in the same class and both came from racing go-karts. Is there any competition and competitive spirit between you two against each other? Well, when we race together, we always were competitive. Right now I'm racing with pros and Aaron's in the juniors, so right now there's really no competition between the two of us. Oh, so her telling us a second ago that she could beat you anytime on the track, she was just kind of, you know. <laughs> I'm only kidding. She didn't say that. Don't start trouble. She didn't say that. Okay, so she, when... How long did you have to stay in, in the uh, junior class? Well, I've been in the junior class. Last year was my first year, and then I moved up at, like, the end of the year. So you raced my the, first year in the pros. So you raced in the junior division for a year, and then you were yes. able to advance. How many times did you win in the junior division? Three times, I think. Now, did that constitute you moving out, or just after you raced a year, you felt like that you were ready to race in the pros? Well, my competitor moved up to a different class, so I really didn't have a lot of competition in the junior. Mm -hmm. So they moved me up so I could have more competition. And okay. how have you been doing in the pro division? 
I've been doing good. I've been. I had a couple of seconds, third. I won once, and I'm in second in the championship. So I'm doing pretty good. That's wonderful. Way to go. Yeah. So you're second in the points. Is what you're saying? Yep. Well, that's great, there, uh, Cinderay. Um, uh, what's your favorite track out of the? Uh, I think she rattled off four of them that you race at. Which one do you like racing the best? Well, I like DeSoto and Aldendale. Now, DeSoto's big race track, huh? Yeah, I, I usually do really good there. That's well, that, where I race go karts at. So I used to win there in the go karts all the time, and I win there in the mini cups now. So. So what would you tell somebody that might be listening that doesn't race anything, maybe somebody your same age, how would you tell them to approach racing and maybe get started if they wanted to get started? Um, Well, you have to be competitive, and you have to practice a lot. And I guess you have to go fast and turn left. What class would you suggest them to start in? Would you suggest people to start in go-karts like you did? Did it help you out as you progressed into the mini cup? Yeah, I think it helped me out a lot. Um, It it showed me what racing was before I got into the bigger cars. Exactly. Now, what's your aspiration for, for the future of racing? What do you want to race in the future? Well, I plan to get to NASCAR one day. That's a good goal to have. So the next vehicle that you race in after these mini cups, you want to be a NASCAR, or are you looking to move up into another local-type class first? Well, next year we're thinking about racing trucks or maybe a sportsman or late models. I think trucks yeah. would be the trucks probably would be your best bet. For the next thing that you race, race those trucks for a season and then maybe get into some kind of limited late model or something and uh, work your way into the supers eventually. You know, it's uh, it's definitely better to learn in these different classes because you learn different things as you, you know, just like when you got out of that go-kart, you know, you were in something a little bit longer, a little bit heavier, a lot faster, started racing around in circles more and you know that something that never changes is uh, these racetracks and uh, the configuration of them being in a circle, and you learn so many things every lap. Um, speaking of learning things, how do you girls do in school? How do you do in school? Well, I get A's and B's, and pretty good. <laughs> now, do your friends know that you race? Yeah, all of them. They come and watch you race sometimes? Actually, I don't think any of them came to watch me race, but every one of them know about the go-karts and about the mini cup. Well, you need to get them to come out to the racetrack sometime. Yeah, I tried talking them into it. What got you started? What got you into the go-karts? Well, I think it was my dad who really got me started in the racing. He used to race a couple... Well... He used to race years ago, and he used to race off-road dirt trucks. Mm-hmm. So that really got me started in the racing. So you guys just grew up watching races on TV, probably watches everything, and you guys watched it and you just started liking it? Yeah. And it's a family sport. Yeah, That's there's true. no doubt. And you re- I, I've, I've seen, really noticed that with the mini cups when, when you see them. It's, 
the whole family's there supporting, you know, the driver and their family. It's there. There's a lot of times multiple family members and cars. So you're I, right. It is. I, and Susan there. and Susan and Rick uh, Aoyama, they really do work at that, and they have they've worked at yeah. it. And they've done a really good job of, of creating that atmosphere, and, and it's it is a very much a family oriented thing. It's a great series, and uh, I'm glad to hear that they're continuing to. Uh, flourish and more more people are buying these things and uh you know they've got this series set up and uh sounds like these girls got a good handle on it for sure okay just out of curiosity in your last race how many cars were there what kind of car count was there in your race well i think last race there was 12 and a chance of rain so usually there's about 15 cars at alvindale how many do they carry in the juniors class usually? I think about four or five. Okay, so uh, that sounds really good that, uh, you know, good place where somebody can come and learn. And I think with, uh, um, you know, a juniors class like that, a parent could feel safe with their child learning, you know, how to race. I think that sounds like a great deal. Well, we really appreciate you and your sister coming on with us. Uh, tell Aaron we appreciate uh her coming on with us and uh you girls uh continue to have success and uh good luck and i hope that you win your next race okay thank you all right Thanks, bye-bye. Ray, bye-bye bye bye rob that was very good rob you did you did good rob well there you, you did real good babe. hey man see i he's eight and a half months now i'm learning more and more about kids no doubt <laughs> i'm telling you hey listen about kids now this is pretty cool. You've heard of Drew Brandon. You guys both heard of Drew. Yep. Drew went up to uh, I-70 Speedway in the uh, ASA Late Model North um, Division and basically uh, blew him away. He won up there, led every lap in a tough race, and uh, become the youngest uh, kid ever to win a ASA Late Model race. Was, was it a, on TV? No, Did it wasn't on TV. He's going to be uh, with us after this break that we're going to take. How about that? And... Uh, I talked to him today, and he's up there. He's still up there in Indiana or uh, somewhere up there. I think it's in Indiana uh, at the race shop. And they're working on the car, getting it ready for the next deal. We'll talk to him when we come back. How about okay. Hold on one second. Tell yeah. me about the 100-lap uh, race over there at Charlotte. The, yeah. Uh, Gary LaPlante, Outlaw Street Stocks. Oh. How'd that, that work out? You know the switch the buddy switch driver. Off race? Okay, the switch-off race they had to be cut back to 75 laps. Didn't Wayne win it? And yeah, Jefferson and probably uh, uh, okay. Robert Chris were probably partnered up. Yeah, they did, and they they won. And Wayne will be with us later tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah they they cut it back to seventy five laps, and Wayne and Robert won. Um, they put on you know a good show. They it how was many a cars? Good effort by everybody, and there was uh, thirteen. Okay, beautiful. And it was, it was a good time. Unfortunately, because of the weather delay in starting the the race, they sort of had to cut back laps. Um, so we can make sure we get everything, we so got Don, everything in. So Donnie Ollie Jr. and Sr. were racing. What happened with that bunch? Uh, Donnie Ollie Jr. raced with Ross Chastain, and they came oh, okay. in third. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Beckners raced Dave and Brian. They came in ninth. All right. Uh, Mike LaPlante uh, raced with Cody Benoit, and they came in 11th. Uh, let's see. Who else do you want to know about here? Um, Richie Shepard and Ken Smith, they came in six. It, it was a good time. Did Billy win his race? Billy Benoit? Uh, 
It's a cool concept. He, he it is good they do that. He didn't race. I, but this, this coming like Saturday, the they're sauce. going to have a switch-off race again. But it's going to be, it will be the Fab Four Pro Four class coming together for a switch. Oh, good. Race. I was glad you didn't tell me it was the Outlaw Street Stocks again. I don't want them to wear it out. <laughs> no, don't want to wear no. out the good thing. But that, that Outlaw Switch Off race was a good thing. Okay, folks, uh, you're listening to Inside Florida Racing with Rob Elting, CC Brooks, we'll be right and back. Jack on the buttons in control. We'll be right back. Your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Never in the history of cinema have so many done so little for so many. Anybody can pay eight bucks to see a movie, but only a true artist can be paid eight bucks to be in a movie. Shiny, shiny star. Snotty lead actors need lines, direction, motivation, not you. You sit on your butt perfectly in scene after scene. A true pro, you're always focused, even if you're seldom in focus. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Nobody, because you're not just anybody, you're a paid anybody. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated and Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. For our racing to survive, what, what all, our, all of these racers don't understand is we all need to be part-time uh, promoters. Yeah. Uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And, and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and, and, uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody that will listen to them. Well, you know, to me, this has got a negative effect that's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Absolutely. And um, if all the racers, if all the racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, 
you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and stand open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. inside florida racing good evening everyone and a, hey you know bonehead we've got a real interesting guest coming up with us quite an impressive young man it's a 15 year old drew brandon drew are you on the line yes i am hi welcome to inside florida racing thank you for having me now I'm drew C- i'm Cece. you're here with a uh, bonehead myself and jack how you doing pretty good you man i'm doing great uh Man, I hear you won the big one, man. Won yeah. a big ASA race at I-70. Tell us all about it. Uh, it was a pretty neat uh, deal. First time I've ever been there. It's an awesome track. Uh, got a lot of banking. It's really fast. But um, we had a solid car all weekend. Qualified six and um, led every every lap of the race. Now, uh, how does that feel for you? You led every lap of the race, man. I mean... Uh, you pretty much owned them. I'm sure there was a ton of cars there, wasn't there? Yeah, there was 32 that started. Uh, the last the last restart was a green-white checkered. I got a little nervous on that, but it was all good. I, I had a, quite a bit of lead there at one time. We had a long run. I think I had like a straightaway lead, but we had a really dominant car the whole the whole night. You've raced at um, New Smyrna, Orlando, uh, Lakeland. For, for the Florida fans, you've raced at all those tracks. You've had some success at those. How does this deal compare to that? It's a lot longer of a race, I'll tell you that. A lot, more, a lot, tire, a lot more tiring. But you know, it's just if it wasn't for all my Florida fans and the Florida tracks, I wouldn't be where I was at right now. Um, it's helped me prepare a lot for up north, and it's it's really paying off. Now, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your background and and how you got started and hold you were you got started? Well, I was actually born in Kansas City, Missouri, which was kind of a cool thing. And um, I started racing go-karts when I was four. Um, I finished second in my first go-kart race, and I've just been moving up through the ladder. Uh, since then, I went into the trucks. I ran the pro trucks with Fast Truck and uh, Bobby Deal. We had a lot of success in that. And then I went to the Goodyear Late Models, and had been running with Fast Car. And we've won, I don't know, I think three or four races with them with the Goodyear car, but um, this is my second ASA race I've ever done, and it, I think all the stuff I've done at home has really prepared me for all this up here. It's, that's interesting. That's my understanding that you're the youngest winner of this race. Yeah, I'm the youngest ASA late model winner in the history right now, so How? I got one record to Jack's, like, seven. What, uh, tell us about how you how, how you. Got how, how was it that you came to race at I seventy? Um, that's an ASA late model Northern Division race. Tell us about that and how it came about and who you're hooked up with up there. Um, right now I'm hooked up with an awesome team of Jack Smith Motorsports and Greg Irvine Performance Products. But um, I've just been up here for the summer. I've been running Mansfield and now this race. We just got like a seven race schedule planned that I'm going to be running with them to get some more seat time up here with the big dogs. But I think we're doing pretty good, and I just really got to thank Greg and Jack and all my guys, uh, Tom and Mikey, for sticking with me throughout this. 
Yeah, I mean, it, there's quite a field. Those guys, people from Florida who, who may not know, you know, a lot of guys keep up with all that. But uh, I'll tell you, they got a lot of talent up there. you got to beat all them guys from Wisconsin and Michigan and uh, and Indiana. I mean, uh, you got Eddie Hoffman and Jack Smith and all them guys. It's, it's a tough deal, huh? Yeah, it is. I mean, it felt really good after the race to know that I, you know, I beat Jack, but and also Eddie Hoffman because you know they're two very dominant short track racers, and it you know it just ups your boost a little bit and actually makes you feel a little special. When you win one of them races and they run you through tech, what, what do they do to you in tech? They just they scaled us and said to have have a nice night and enjoy it. But um, you know it it was awesome. It, just every I couldn't have uh, asked for a better night. It it was just truly amazing. Yeah, now there were some close calls you had though, right? This wasn't a, a walk in the park. You did have some close calls. Yeah, that last green white checkered um, Sanders, the guy that was behind me, decided to not lift getting into one and kind of just you can see the mark hit me right square in the in the in the rear bumper. But luckily, I saved it. And the caution came out, and you're only allowed to get one attempt at the green white checkered. So I just dropped the window net and rang it to victory lane. So is that your first win? And uh, oh, you said you only raced ASA twice, but uh, since you've been running these late models, what, how many times have you won with it? I think this was my fifth win. I've won at Speed Weeks. I won at DeSoto, and I've won at New Smyrna some other times. But you know, we've had we've had a fairly rough but yet good year. We tied for the championship at Speed Weeks in the Goodyear Late Models. Uh, we lost to Derek Kelly, who had a win, and we didn't really have a we didn't win at all. But we are just—he's no slouch either. What's up? I said he's no slouch neither. No, no, he's not. He's a tough competitor. But we, you know, we had some other competitors like AJ Corelli and some of the other guys there in uh, Florida. Right. So now you're going to stay up there, and uh, what? What's your next deal? Um, we, we were thinking we're going to run Concord, North Carolina with the ASA South, uh, this weekend. We're not, we're not 100% on that. But after that, I, I believe it's Bristol. We're getting going to, we're going to get ready to go to Bristol and then Milwaukee and Memphis. So we got some big races planned to be doing up here. Are you going to be in the points or not? Because you've no, only raced. I missed the first three races. So okay. That's going to be a hard one to recover from. So now you- Not if you win them all. You 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 climbed into the big cars when you were, am I correct? You were twelve. Uh yeah, I was twelve. I just turned thirteen. Yeah, I just turned thirteen. Yeah, second race. Yeah, now that's got to seem like a, a long time ago at this point, huh? Yeah, it is. You know, people tell me that I'm a rookie, but I just tell them, you know, I've been racing for ten years. Yeah. You know, but you know. Unfortunately, I ruined my Ricky status with ASA winning, but then again, I'll take the win. Yeah, I got that right. So, you know, I, I really like to have run for the Rookie of the Year next year full-time and gotten the Rookie of the Year, but I uh, kind of messed that one up this weekend. So that's what you're going to do? You're going to run with them next year again? Uh, we believe so. We're also going to try to maybe do some CRA or pass races. We're not really sure at this moment, so we'll see. All right, and... Uh... Yeah, we got the. There's a the story of your your win. A couple of photographs are uh, on the your website at drewbrannon.com, and uh, people can go there and check you out and keep up with uh, with what's going on. Yes, they can. All right, cool. Chip. Well, thanks so much for you know joining us. It's, you know, congratulations on a huge win, and I'm sure you're serving as a uh, 
an inspiration and a role model to a lot of other young drivers that would like to be able to accomplish that same feat. Hey, do you go to school? <laughs> yeah, well, I do, but right now I'm in uh, under summer vacation, having the vacation of my lifetime. But <laughs> I, I, I really got to thank all my guys. Like, I really thank my mom and dad for letting me come up here and do this. They're not with me, right? unfortunately. But my mom and dad and Tom and Mikey and Thomas down in Miami, and then Greg, Mr. Greg Irvine, for letting us work out of his shop with Jack Smith and him teaching me everything I need to know up here. And he's been he's done a darn good job with it. Yeah. Now, are do you are they making you work on them cars, Drew? Yeah, I've been. We just got done cleaning the car, getting it ready for hopefully for Concord, but we'll see. Yeah. Yep. You need to learn a lot about them, man. Learn everything you can about them when you got those good, great guys there helping you. Yeah. yeah. You'll love Concord. It's another big fast one, though. Well, 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 good luck, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again. I appreciate you taking time out of your night to talk to us. Thank you very much. All right, Drew. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. There you have it. Drew Brandon, 15 years old, Miami, Florida driver, and winner in the ASA late model race at I-70 Speedway. I remember when he first was started racing in the mm-hmm. big cars. I was like, this is hard to imagine. It's amazing. Well, he's yeah. running a great class, and I hope that he continues to stay in that class for a couple of years, you know, because contrary to what these kids think that move up into these supers so quick is that they'll get a lot more racing and seat time in these regular late models, these crate cars, you know. Another thing he mentioned, and I'm sure what I noticed you, you caught right onto that Bobby Deal in that fast truck yes. series, man. Yeah. It's amazing how many kids have come up uh, through those uh, that whole deal. Trucks are important, man. It's a great series. You know, it, it, you can't ask for a better um, motor and uh, transmission combination, rear end. Everything's affordable, you know, and um, they go fast. They look good, you know, and uh, I think it's a great class, and I, I love to see kids, you know, take a progression into these things. And, uh, you know, once they get in these late models and they win races, you know, you, you can't say anything about it. They obviously know what they're doing there at that point. What's going on, Cece? You got something in your eye? You yes. over there? No, I got something in my eye. You got uh, poked one of them long fingernails into it, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, talking no, about trucks. Feels like right? an eyelash. You, you, we're talking about trucks, and Rob is pointing out, rightly so, I mean, how how important it has been to so many people, youngsters coming up through the ranks in Florida. And uh, Ricky Moxley's with us. He's a truck driver with the, uh, actually, the Fast Car uh, Advanced Auto Parts uh Pro Truck Series. Uh, welcome to Inside Florida Racing, Rick. Thank you. How you guys doing? Good. It sounds like you're driving a truck. Sounds like you're backing it up. Yeah, I, I think we're making forward uh, headway. Definitely <laughs> making headway. So uh, what's happening with you and your racing? Uh, well, just trying to get as many races as we can um, in this year. Um, just trying to figure these trucks out. It's kind of a hard, uh, hard animal to tame. Well, now you uh, you ran second over at the New Smyrna at the day of the Clyde Hart Memorial. You ran second to uh, Scott Bishop. How many times have you ran second to him before? Yeah, actually, I'm getting pretty tired of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, quite a few times. Um, Scotty's a great guy, though. He's, he's fun to race with. Um, I enjoy racing with Scotty. Um, I just I just like to beat him sometimes. Well, you had Gorham right on your tail too. I'm sure he's yeah. no fun to race with too. <laughs> he definitely lets you know he's there. Yeah, because he, he loves to win. You know that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I got to give him that. George George is one of them loud racers, huh? Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. 
definitely a good way to put it. George so, is, uh, he's definitely aggressive. Yeah. How, how long have you been racing uh, these trucks? Uh, I'm in my fourth year now racing the trucks. Now, we were just talking about being a great uh, series for uh, uh, folks to uh, come into racing, you know, late models or super late models. And how do you feel about that? Um, you better bring some money with you if you're going to run the late models. The thing I like about the trucks is it still costs money, but it's, uh, it's, it's much more affordable, I believe, uh, than the late models or the modified. Yeah, something that I've liked about the trucks is they've kept a lot of their rules conform with uh, keeping their motors the way it is and not letting them put a quick change rear end in and stuff like that. You know, I think that's been great for the sport. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Try to keep the cost down a little bit so uh, it doesn't really take the fun out of it when you're, uh, well, it does take the fun out of it when you're spending more than you really have. How many many times do you got to put tires on the car when you go race them? I've heard that these trucks... Because they get bound up so much with new tires that guys seem to run faster with old tires on them. Is that true? Yeah, it is true. That's what we're finding out. We, um, you know, get a good 75, 80 lap uh, run on these tires. They, they actually seem to do better. Uh, we ran our Orlando tires from our last Orlando race a few weeks ago um, at New Samaritan, that 75 lap for the other night. And um, you kind of see where we ran. Right. Now, uh, that, that that's pretty good because, you know, that's really one of the hardships, you know, especially for guys running late models is it seems like it, you know, all these guys that, that run up front seem to all come buy new tires every time they get on the racetrack. And even the guys that don't run up front, don't get me, uh, let me right. rephrase that. It seems like that half of the field comes and buys uh, two sets of brand new tires and then the other half runs on uh, what they have or just one set. Right. Yeah, that's... Um that's unfortunate that uh, that's what you got to do just to run with those guys. Uh, it is a big cost, but, you know, they say if you're going to run with the big boys, you need to pay. So, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's the situation. Yeah, that's true. Now, Ricky, can you, can you share with our listeners a little bit of, about your racing career and how long uh, you've been racing and how you got started? Yeah, I used to watch my granddaddy race at uh, my Uncle Vaughn Heath race at Palm Beach Speedway. Um, I grew up with them, and my dad ran old Hollywood Speedway in Hialeah. Um, I pretty much grew up in it, and then when I graduated high school, uh, my dad built me a race car, and we started racing Hialeah every weekend, and um, pretty much never missed a weekend. Went from there, went to Punta Gordon, started racing, and, um, you know, from there kind of took off. Started running modifieds quite a bit all over Florida, and found these trucks, and that's kind of why I like being right now. These trucks are um, they're a lot of fun. I, I like the people. I like the uh, the competitors we race with. Um, some of them a little harder than others, but um, you know, all in all, it's, it's a good series, and um, I, that's pretty much you know my background. Well, the trucks do look a lot of fu- look like a lot of fun, and and I, I think you know um, we we sort of when we're talking to the kids that are racing, you know, and encourage the kids to to go through. And, in, in racing the trucks too. Yeah, because they start out. They have a kids, you know, yeah. class for those folks listening out there. Don't get me wrong; they don't throw the kids out no. there with guys like um, Ricky who we're talking to here. You know, they have a pro class and then a kids class. And uh, I think that, um, like Ricky was saying, you know, the affordability today mm-hmm. of having these um, and them not changing the rules around and, and keeping it affordable and not putting these, you know shocks that cost five hundred dollars each shock on there you know all that kind of stuff makes a big difference and 
guys thinking about building new ones. Um, yeah. You can actually buy a truck. What do you think you could buy a truck for ready to race, something that would be competitive? Uh, you know, there, there's so many. I would say probably fifteen, twenty thousand dollars you can get a good uh you can get a good truck for that, but uh I'd say probably in a twenty thousand dollar range you could pretty much have a turnkey setup. So in looking to race something other than um uh, you know, a street stock or uh, one of the four cylinder bombers or uh, something like that, you know, when you're gonna start talking mm-hmm. about racing something, uh, that's pretty affordable because uh, to build anything today, uh you folks that don't realize it, it's very expensive, you know. Anything in the late model realm to be able to run in the top ten in any of these late model races, I don't care if it's limited or super, you're going to spend 35-plus, you know, right. to start. Yep. So. That's, that's very true. Um, you're definitely going to spend a lot of money when you, it just depends on how fast you want to go. So. That's right. Now, um, are you uh, leading the points in any of these series right now? I tell you, I wish I was. I, I skipped a race in Lake City. I've had some bad luck this year. Um, I'm not quite sure where. I think we're sixth or seventh. I'm not quite positive, but um, hopefully this uh, these last few races we're gonna we're gonna be strong. I feel. Uh, I think we got a good program. We got a good setup now. Um, and if we can just stay clean and stay out of everybody else's wrecks, um, we should we should do good. Well. That's all that's important, and uh, I appreciate you taking time to talk to us tonight. And, uh, um, you know, keep keep them wheels to the ground and uh, try to get those wins. You know, you get a few more wins, you never know. You'll be right back in those points. I'm, cl- I'm getting close. I'm knocking on the door. All right. You want to plug any sponsors or anything? I'd, I'd like to thank uh, – there are so many people I'd like to thank. Go uh, ahead. Uh, we got time. Go ahead. Hey, Doc McKinney, you know, uh, Corey Hebel, Hogs Breast Saloon, um, finish line site development and just uh all the fans out there to come and watch us do what we do and um i just thank everybody for that all right we thank you at uh, here at inside florida racing for taking the time to talk to us we appreciate it thank you for having me have a all nice right. evening all right there you have it ricky moxley uh the advanced auto parts truck series says he's hanging about sixth or so in points you know a little bit of luck he might come on up there so cc yeah back to the uh the opera. <laughs> My Charlotte County Motorsports <laughs> Park rant. Um, you know, Saturday night they did the figure eight boat race. Right. And the first time I've ever seen one of those was uh, Bobby Deal uh, raced in it. It actually drove. And that was a long time ago. Probably, I'm going to say, maybe close to two years ago. And it was great. And I fell in love with the figure eight boat races that night because Bobby Deal just went through a boat that night and just, you know, blew it apart. And I had been wanting to see a figure eight boat race like that ever since then. And on Saturday night, I went up to Randy Kyle and Derek Horton and just said, please, just for me, just do me one little favor and destroy a boat out there. And they did. Boats were destroyed. They took Wally Smith out, the reigning champion of the figure eight boat races at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. And then they just proceeded just to, to, to wreck the boats. There was debris all over the You track. must not have been there the night that your man there, Randy Kyle, destroyed Mike Gamache's little monster machine that he used to come out there and race with, with a Lincoln Continental. I mean, he drove right through the boat and exploded it into pieces. Ask him about it one day. I, 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 I think I wasn't there that night. But it was a great night. The fans in the stands were going crazy. It was, you know, it was a really great 
race, and it was worth, you know, having to... And they had regular race. figure eights as well. I saw Firestein night, won that. Yes, Friday night. Derek Horton came in second that night for that figure eight. Um, this Derek Horton, he's a suspicious character. No, he's not. I keep hearing his name. He drives the number 27 from Pro 4. 27, that's a great number. Yes, it is a great number, huh? That is a great number. I like that number myself. So uh, but it was what happened in the Pro 4 race? In the Pro 4 race, um, so then. 20 cars they had. 20 cars. They had 20 cars. Um, it was, that's the largest um, car count. Really? I mean, that, 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 that class is really growing. Great. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, Billy Bigley was there with um, with his uh, Pro 4 cars. You Billy know, you, Bigley was racing? Oh, no, his kids. No, his kids. Yeah. You know, they brought the big hauler in with right. their cars. Um Corey Scott won the Pro 4 race Saturday night. Wally Smith came in second. Jack Ingram in the number 90 was third. And let's see when uh, in Bickley's kids. Uh, Dylan came in seventh, and uh, Corey came in 15th. But they had uh, they hit 20 cars, and that was it was a nice field of cars. It was like I said, it's it, that class is growing and growing. And they, yes. had, they had sprint cars there on Friday night, right? Yes, Man, they, yes, had they everything. did. That was fun night, then, too. Then, then they had wingless sprints on Saturday night up at uh, Columbia. And I, I look over at the hat over there. I see Doc Miller on there. And uh, Isn't that you know, amazing? His family was uh, racing there this week. I saw that Darren uh, finished last. Or yeah. no, second to last. Excuse me, Darren. I don't want to place you out. Um, I saw that Shane Miller was racing. Shane is actually Doc's son, isn't he? I'm not sure. I think that Shane. I think so. Shane is Doc's Doc Miller's. Son. I saw him down there, and I, he had the Doc Miller on his on his yeah. shirt. I knew it wasn't I'm Doc. I'm pretty sure that uh, Shane. That was a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm like, I called up Bill Green to ask him because Doc used to sponsor Bill Green's. Uh, I should know show. all that because, yeah. like I said, I went to school with yeah. all them and hung out with um, all those guys. But I would have liked to have seen him. But I was in Cedar Key, like I said, I wasn't supporting any racetrack. Even if I'd have been there, though. It, while I was there, if Bronson would have been racing on Saturday night, I would have probably gone to see them. But they, of course, were not racing because of there was a big race on Saturday night where my man Dale really? Earnhardt ended up getting the left hung out to dry, I think, and uh, didn't win. Was that that little track over in uh, East uh, Florida? Uh, uh, over by New Smyrna, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over by New Smyrna Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> little track by the East to race on the beach over there, you know. I would like to thank Greg at Charlotte County Motorsports Park because uh, he let me be the honorary starter for the sprint race Friday night. So thank really? you. That was he just that's did that so, so you'd fun. talk nice about him. <laughs> Nobody talks nice about the guy. No, he just did that so you would talk nice Listen, about him. Listen, anytime, anytime, up there. anytime so somebody wants to come right operate there. the flag, Greg's probably glad to let them. That way they can take the heat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh. You know, you folks might wonder how come we talk about Charlotte Speedway so much. Well, you know, Charlotte Speedway does um, Charlotte County Speedway does provide us with information about their uh, races, and uh, so we talk about them. You folks out there that are running a racetrack out there, whether you're the promoter or the person that's supposed to get the PR out there, contact us, email us. That's all you got to do: drop us an email. Tell us what's going on at your racetrack. Maybe invite us to come to your racetrack. We so, never get any invites anymore. So, either. so are you? Uh you got a pair of gas money. Though. That's I'm right. Just Absolutely. But they, they should. Because that, that would be nice. So, so are we making the announcement next week on the... Oh, uh, wow. Folks, yeah. listen. The, the Inside uh, Florida Race and Pandora Jewelers uh, Driver of the Month for, for the month of June. We 
We're in a quandary. It's very close. We're in a quandary, but we think we've almost got it. But I don't want to make an announcement tonight. Um, but next week. What's your email? Next week. Uh, you can always email robelting at AOL.com anytime. R-O-B-E-L-T-I-N-G at AOL.com. And you can uh, use some input. Me, you, you, They might sway you. I wish I wish that I'd get some input. You know, the, If I'd get input on, on the driver of the month, you know, we offer you guys to give us input to tell us who you think would have been. And the criteria is, did they, did they win some races? You know, did they win two or three, four or five races even? Um, are they are they in the news, you know, at the racetrack maybe because they, they do so well? Or Rob, what about this? If a race car driver wrecks somebody that you don't like, is, is that qualified? Like, is that a good thing? I don't want to condone that, but... Um, just tell me about it. If like that us, happened, and yeah. tell me about it. You know, you never know if it's going to qualify or not. And uh, we usually post up, you know, ten drivers or so that are in the uh, running for these when we do give the give the award away. But um, well, I'd like yeah. I'd like some information and, and feedback sent my way too. So they well, can, you can give out your they email can, address. They can email me at C E C. All nude pictures go to. No, I'm just Shush. <laughs> C-E-C-E at W-I-K-X dot com. Serious inquiries only for uh, Driver of the Month. You know, put that up in your subject heading, but it's for Driver of the Month. Um, if you've got suggestions for the show, if you've got people that you think should be on our show that are racing cars and making news, feel free to email CC. Email me. doesn't matter. We just want to know because... Uh, this is hard to make the decision. Yeah, you know, we do all this stuff on our own. Us three right here. Um, that you hear talking to us, basically, we decide who's going to be on this show. You know, we have to do this every week, you know, it's two hours. And we are so open to drivers yeah. who want to come on and promote themselves. Just get a hold of one Speaking of us. Speaking of a driver that likes to promote Thank himself. Thank you very much. You just <laughs> oh. picked up on that, Rob, oh, okay. and he's he's going down the highway. Which one is, is this? Is this Hollywood? Of course it is. You picked it, right? Hollywood. What's up? It's Bonehead. What's up? No, not much, man. How you guys doing? Mike Franklin Jr. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing, man. What are you driving? The Yukon down the road? What's up? Right now, I'm sitting in Peak uh, Lodge watching it pour down rain. So, uh, come down here for a little mini vacation uh, with with my family and my sister's family, and just enjoying uh, enjoying this summer, nice summer day down here in the Florida Keys. Yeah, I bet it's beautiful there. Uh, did you have a good time over the weekend? You didn't hurt yourself or anything? No, man. I'm a married man now. Them them, them days of uh, hurting yourself. On purpose, uh, <laughs> are over. So uh, no, we had a good time. I had a good Fourth of July. Enjoyed it. My, like I said, my sister's down and get to see them a couple times a year and uh, enjoy that. And she's got a bunch of kids. And you got any kids neat. coming? Speaking of kids, uh, no, not not that I not that I know of yet. But, uh, you never know. You know, with Hollywood, you never can tell. You know, my Junior now he's uh, eight and a half months old already, <laughs> and he wants to drive. When I tell you for riding the golf cart, that's all he wants to do is drive. Hey, let me tell you something. And any, any more. In today's day and time, if, if, if you're waiting until they're eight and a half to uh, get us in the seat, you're <laughs> yeah. already behind by about three years. Yeah. yeah well, I'll, I'll give him till about probably when he's three or four years old, and then he'll be driving something for real. Mike, you won a couple of weeks ago in uh, the late models down in Charlotte, man. Yeah, we, uh, we've, we've sort of taken a little bit of a break there. I think we ran there with uh, the Star Motorsports team that I've been driving for for now six years. Uh, we sort of raced there the last couple years pretty much you know, exclusively, didn't go anywhere else, and and it was time that we wanted to go do some, you know, go down the road a little bit, go down the highway and go see some new scenery, and, and we did for a little while, uh, I think we raced the first race at, at Bobby's track there at the beginning of the year, and 
did pretty good and, and, and felt like maybe the rules were, were starting to favor a uh, different, different kind of package than what we had. So mm-hmm. we went traveling for a little while, and, and then uh, they, got, they got the rules back where that I felt like we weren't bringing them up. Oh, so now, now they're right in your alley. Now you can win again. I'm not, no, I'm not saying I'm not somebody that wants to be – I don't want the deck, the deck back my uh, way, but I just want to have a fair shot. And, uh, you know, he got them back where they were pretty reasonable and, and where, we, where I felt like we could win. And, uh, you know, just not me, but my car owner as well. And, and, uh, and we did. We went back. And uh, I certainly did not expect to win the first time back, you know, not have been racing there for a couple, six or seven months. And everything just worked out real good. You know, we, could, we, we qualified well, and we got a good starting spot. And the car was just really, really uh, one of the better cars I've had there over the six-year run I've had with, with these guys. And uh, it just worked out really well. Who are these guys? Why don't you name them? Uh, Morris, and, uh, Morris, Morris Raymond and Dennis Harmon. Out of Cape Coral, they own uh, they own a huge uh, a commercial glass company, uh, Action Glass, out of Cape Coral, Florida. And uh, let me tell you, I, I told him guys, I don't know if they ever, I don't know if they heard me Saturday after the race, but uh, you know, and I know people get tired of hearing me praise these guys, but I, I drive for the best. I, that hands down, drive for the best team in Florida. Um, they they treat me like royalty and and make me really really look good. You know, I don't have to, I don't work on the car, I don't do anything to the car i show up at the track and uh they give me a hot rod that's capable of winning everywhere we go and and you know just you know it, it, it's up to me to to make the right screw you know turns on the on the nuts and bolts on the car race race day and and usually we you know pretty for the most part we do that and you know it's, it's in today's day and time where you know i'm not 16 anymore and, and i'm not uh you know i'm not bringing a lot of money to the table um you know i feel very fortunate to be able to drive for these guys and uh and, and the quality of car that they bring to the track is, is uh, you know, the only way that I'll do it. And, and you know, like I said, I've been driving for for six years, and I hope they're having me for another stick. So you're not do you don't set that car up or anything. You just come to the track and uh, fool with it at the racetrack. Well, I, well, we I don't actually do the actual setting up of the car. My uh, they do it. King does it. Um, you know, there's like four or five guys that go down there that are devoted to that car. And and my cousin, my little cousin, races. Uh, Chris Grubb, He started racing that. Started a career, uh, race car career, and and he actually is a teammate of mine. We're both teammates. Drive, I drive the twelve, he drives the twenty-one. So, you know, not only they set the car up, but it's it's you know I, I have a say so in what goes on, what springs and shocks and stuff like that. And and you know, like I said, once we run a track as often as we run that place, we pretty much know we've got a real good baseline to start with. And and uh, after years of racing there, where it's it's pretty easy on them as well. You know, they still have to do the work and, and fluff and buff the car, but. Um, you know, it, as far as what we need to put in the car to make it win, it's uh, pretty much an established setup. What do you do these days, Mike, for work? As little as possible, man. No, I uh, when I got married and moved back to Homestead, I've uh, been down here for about two years, and I I started a uh, landscaping uh, irrigation company that has really taken off and and uh, really really way way faster and, and better than I ever anticipated this short of a in this short time period. So. Uh, I actually uh, run a couple crews of uh, taking care of a bunch of bunch of properties and landscaping and, and irrigation. That's amazing what all that mechanic training taught you, wasn't it? Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> the last thing that I want to do is work on a car nowadays that's, uh, that's not even a car. You know, it's not run by, by the nuts and bolts. It's run by computer chips and wires. So, I mean, I, I, I did that, you know, and, and, and really, honestly, I did that for that long a period at, at our family business just Solely be able to chase my dream as, as, That's right. as far as making a career out of racing and, and working for your parents, you're able to do that. You know what I mean? Where everybody's got the same common goal in mind, 
it made it real easy. But that certainly was not something that I I enjoyed going to work every day. You know, uh, for folks out there that are listening, that you know, there is probably some folks that may or may not know about Mike Franklin Jr. You know, and may just think that uh, he's some guy that's you know races these late models today when they come to Charlotte on one of these tracks and he finishes up front, but. Um, I'll be straight to attest to you, I've said it before, is that if there was one guy that I thought would have made it into racing NASCAR or was very marketable that could have was uh, Mike Franklin Jr., you know, in my days of racing late models, um, he was really good. He took the equipment, his family equipment, and, and uh, raced very well with it. And, um, you know, we raced a lot together. We did a lot of things uh, when racing was fun. <laughs> You know, I I always I, I say that because I I don't really travel around and race anymore. So I'm sure some of those guys probably still have those kind of fun, but I don't think anybody has as fun at points banquets as we used to. <laughs> I tell you, Rob. Uh, you know, and and that's another thing. Getting back to uh, to what I'm doing now is uh, yeah, we had fun. You know, like the the late '90s. I mean, I you know I I pretty much chased that dream from the mid '80s to you know to 2000 really, and. Uh, Met you in the late '80s, and or I'm sorry, the late '90s, and had a lot of fun. But, but it, it was it was it was my stuff. It was my equipment. It was it was my responsibility. And it, it people don't. Re- I mean, some people probably do, but you really don't realize it, it's not just getting the car to the track. You've got to have a staff of five or six guys. You've got to make sure ice is in the cooler. Oh, I mean, there's sucks. so many things that go <laughs> terrible with <laughs> with with ha- owning your own team. Where it's fun, but it ain't really fun because there's a lot of responsibility. Now what I do now is fun, yeah. And I think it really is showing in my driving because I'm having fun, and and it relays all the way from the time I get out of to from the time I get to the track, goofing around with the guys. I'm just such a, not that I take it any less serious now than I did then, probably more now than then. But it's just my my outlook and my attitude on things now. When I get in that car is is like it's never been, and and it's showing. I mean, we're winning a lot of races, and and uh, it, it's just fun again. Yeah, I, I I hear you, man. Because I've done nothing but my whole life been racing my own equipment, and I would love to uh, get a shot to race for somebody else. Because I bet you I would be a, 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 in a lot better mood at the racetrack and <laughs> be able to race a lot better, you know. Because it kills me; it always has, you know. Right, and 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 another thing, you know, you got to get something that that works on me is if, if like my guys that I drive for the Star Motorsports team. They they believe in me, you know what I mean. They they are down there every night working on that car, making sure nothing falls off of it, making sure that when I get in the car that it is 110. percent Well, how what drive what guy would not give his team back 110 percent when right. when you know that they're giving it to you? So you know it 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 makes me it makes my job really cut and dry because I know they're giving me 110. percent I'll never lay down in that seat and I'll never fall out of that seat no matter what, you know and and. Uh, I, my my job for them is, is to give them 100% from the time the green drops to the time the checker drops. I just don't know, Mike. I just don't know. I'm sitting back here listening to this, and I just don't know how to take it. I mean, I mean, here you are. You're being so Mr. Mister Respectable and Mr. He's too humble. He's too humble for Hollywood. So damn humble. I mean, I remember when you were the hit of the hop on the message board, dude. Yeah. Hey, remember when I told you back? I mean, when when uh, when Carnac started and and we did radio interview probably ten years ago. Oh yeah. And uh, you you called me, you know, hey man, what's going on? How's your life? You know, and I said, dude, I don't know. Anytime that I want to know what's going on in my personal life, I just click on. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's what. That's how I know whether I'm gay this week, whether I'm you know whatever. So, Whoa. And, uh, it, Whoa. 
What, did you go through a couple weeks that you were gay? I didn't know that, Mike. You know, you used to tell me everything. He experienced it all, man. Listen, me and Pal, me and Pal would have known if you were gay. We've had uh, Rob, uh, James, and myself. I'm telling you, man, we have had we've had some good times, you know. And and uh, if Walsh could talk at certain motels in, in the state of Florida, we'd probably be uh, be in jail. But uh, walls or jacuzzis. <laughs> Name it, man. Hey, let me tell you something. They can't ever say that Hollywood didn't have a good time. No, when he was running up and down the highways in his own stuff. Cause, no, and you know what? What's good, Mike, is that we we have those, and I've talked to James about it too. You know, we have those uh, those memories that uh, we pass on to people along the way. You know, and I I hope I hope that these kids that are getting involved in racing like they do can really enjoy it along the way because the sad truth is is just as myself and a guy like Mike Franklin Jr. never made it to that point of being a Sprint Cup driver. Um, neither are they, the majority right. of them. And that's, that's sad because they're already racing the pinnacle of what they're going to race in their life. Exactly. And, 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 and unfortunately, I don't think that what you're wanting to happen is happening because there's so much pressure on these kids. It's Absolutely. Form in, in a late model, like you said. They're not like when I started in at sixteen. I was in a mini stock, you know. Yeah, exactly. Putting yourself in a mini stock. These kids are in quality, primo rides that are capable of winning week in and week out. And if they're not winning, winning, and they're not driving for their dad, there's not too much of a time period there for them to adjust and start producing. Because if they don't, they get out. And speaking of kids, um, you know, I don't want to go into a personal rant on who I think is. You know, I'm I'm all for the youth movement. You know what I mean? And and I. It's, it's funny. I'll tell you two stories real quick. It's Carol Wick, we won last week or two weeks ago, and we're down there getting our pictures taken, you know. And I mean, I'm I'm pumped up, you know. I'm 37 years old, and I don't know. That might be my last win. Who knows? And she's, you know, she's always comical, and she says, "Man, Mike, you're acting like this is your first win." I said, "Carol, let me tell you something. I'm not I'm not 16 anymore. I'm 37. I've had a hard adjustment period of realizing I'm not the young kid anymore. I'm the you know more of the seasoned veteran. <laughs> you never know, man. You got to take these wins, you know, like it's your last one, but." There's a kid down there, and I know you guys know this kid, but that right, the Ross Chastain is right. Right. Yeah. down at Charlotte County. We've been racing with him. I've been racing with him starting uh, starting at the beginning of this year. I tell you, man, that kid out of all the kids I've raced and uh, you know through throughout this youth movement, that kid is the real deal, man. And I hope to see if I see if I've seen anybody in the state of Florida that's got the talent and the that seems to have a good head on his shoulders. That kid, I'd like to see him uh, really have a shot at it because. Yeah, I what, man. There's a there's a ton of them, Mark. There's a ton of them, man. If you really think, man, that there's and we talk to Ross, them all the Ross time. Ross is one, no doubt. Ross and, and the kid we talked to last Drew, week, Drew Brandon. This tonight, Drew Brandon, we talked to yeah. tonight. The the one that Pletcher's helping out. Yeah, um, but you know, I, with me, I, I I look at the whole big picture, and I, I don't know the other two kids, but I I'm talking about the whole package as far as not walking. There's a lot of kids. That have a lot of money in their back pocket. That dad has a daddy has a big fat checkbook, and uh, they walk around, and you know that they know that they got a lot of money. You know what I mean? Where this right. it just seems like he's really just down to earth, good kid to come up and talk to you. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, and just it's a, it's a real refreshing thing to see that a kid that has that much talent. He's not to let it get to his head, and I just hope that somebody like that that really seems to be a very deserving. Uh, candidate to have a shot. I hope he gets a shot because uh, I, I think he would do something a really good job. How do you, what, what would you tell uh, Ross? I mean, when you talk to him, what do you tell him to uh, try to uh, uh, put himself in that position? Let me hear it. 
You know, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, I don't know the right moves because I'm, you know, I'm owning the landscape company at thirty seven. Nah, you but know, you know, know what you did might have done wrong. But I don't know what the right thing to do is. But I can tell you what the wrong things to do are. And the one thing, things that he wants to do is what he's doing right now is be, be a very respectable kid. Don't yep. walk around. Don't walk around like the world owes you something. And raise people clean. And and do it. Go to high profile races that there's a lot of exposure, there's a lot of coverage, whether it's paper, whether it's me, uh, uh, you know, TV, whatever. You go get yourself where there's high exposure races and do your thing and let the cards fall where they may. But, you know, short of having a lot of money in your back pocket and being able to go fly up to North Carolina and have a team up there and race every weekend in front of the gurus of racing, you know, it's, that's about all you can do. But just, you know, just don't give up and just keep keep plugging away and just going, going where you can be where you where you have a lot of exposure. That that is the key. Mike, you traveled around uh, with a, a sanctioning body. Wasn't that a dirt deal you were doing for a while? Well, I drove. Yeah, at uh, the end of two thousand when we sold all our stuff. Yeah. James and I, James and I teamed up and drove for a guy on dirt for about eight months and, and had a blast, man. I'll tell you, if I, if I was sixteen and know what I know now, I would go dirt racing because that was like, a lot of fun. I was gonna. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you, what do you, what's your take on, uh, on like this year in Florida? It seems like there's been a huge. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of guys that have been racing asphalt for a while. They're starting to, to tinker around in the dirt, and some of them are having some success. What do you think about all that? It's it's it, you know we 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 have some success in the in the dirt late models, and I see where Mike uh, Bresnahan's running well. Mm-hmm. See where Richie Pratt's doing real well. You know, if, if you get it done on asphalt. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, you're going to get it done. If you're a race car driver, you're a race car driver, whether it's dirt or whether it's asphalt. And I know that's probably a stretch for some people to believe, but really, there's there's a lot of truth to that. You know, you're you're going to get after it, and you're going to do what it takes to win. You know, it, as far as the driving side of it, it's just so much more fun. You know what I mean? It, the the driver plays such a such a big part in the overall outcome of a race, and on dirt as opposed to asphalt. Asphalt. Pretty much got what you got by lap ten, twenty, and you, you know, you know, yeah. If somebody messes up, you can hustle them, or you know, you might be able to hustle a car here or there. Dirt, man, you're up on the wheel the whole entire race, and you can move the car around, and, and you can really make things happen. I would say that an asphalt car, the car is eighty percent, driver's twenty percent, and I would say that a, a dirt car is probably fifty, fifty. You know, and, and if you're a race car driver, that's what you want to hear. You want it, you want a chance to be able to move the car, you know, to make something happen. If your car's not perfect, and and, and be able to make it make it happen. Now, uh, some folks out here may not know either, Jack, and you may not even remember that my man Mike Franklin Jr. here worked for Speed Channel as a uh, <laughs> in the pit reporter for some of those dirt races. And uh, you know, if he was as calm and casual as he is right now with us, he'd probably still have a job with them. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you what happened there, man. I, I that was a blast. He, who, who doesn't like seeing themselves on TV? Especially you. Especially you. Did it for the extreme uh, dirt car series. A friend of mine was running this series, and he actually got me in the doors with speed. And my biggest deal, I, I stuck it out the whole year and had a, had, a, had a lot of fun with a lot of places, met a lot of neat guys, and had a lot of fun with them. But uh, my biggest thing with that deal was is I, I got a personality that is, you know, pretty comical and in, in your face, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sarcastic most of the time. Not with and, them. Uh, the guy, the guy that I worked for, Mark Allen, that worked for Speed, wouldn't let me, wouldn't wasn't letting me be me. You know what I mean? Right. This, that was this prim and proper guy that said all the right things and had a, the right grammar and all that. And 
I, I, it, and, it, and it showed, you know, it wasn't me. And, and I stuck it out and had a good time, but when they wanted to redo it the following year, I just, you know, I, if it's going to be the same situation and the same rules and regulations, I, I, I think I'll just pass. And, and it was going to be, and I uh, just, you know, I, I left on good terms, and it was, it was a lot of fun, man. I had a, I had a, I had a blast doing that. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think uh, when I watched it, that's exactly what I said. I remember watching it with somebody at the time and saying, you know, they're not letting him be him because if they just let him be him, he probably wouldn't be in the pits. He'd probably be doing running the deal. Mike, well, yeah, just being just being sarcastic with the drivers and getting the drivers instead of saying the same old crap that everybody says week in and week out. Come up, come up with it with a different angle. Say it a different way. Say it with some attitude. Say it with some body language. And they wouldn't let you do it. So. That's why you got to do it for free, like us, on a Monday night. Yeah, we we could get away with that. Nonsense. I can say whatever I want. Oh, I'm bouncing off the walls right now using my hands, y'all. Can't oh yeah, I, I can tell people that Mike Franklin actually kissed a man, or no, excuse me. So, <laughs> you got to tell that story real quick. You got to. I don't uh, know if you've ever told that. I, I don't know if I have or not. Right there, you got to say it. I don't. I don't know if I if I have ever told it or not, but I probably have. I think at the time when uh, when Burke died, you know, at. Uh, you know, obviously his passing uh, uh, affects you and me and guys right. that spent, you know, a, a lot of quality time with Bert Ashelman. But um, well, that was one of my fondest memories of you and James and him and Dave Pletcher and that whole deal, you know, of the of the uh, you want me to tell Florida it? Pro Series. Go ahead. It's a classic. I'm up there. It's 98. We had won the Florida Pro Championship up there. You know, you're pretty nervous. You got to give a, a speech and thank everybody under the sun and this on that and and i had some fun with burt you know i was being my my sarcastic self and had a top like a dave letterman top 10 on why you wouldn't want to run florida pro just had a lot of fun burt <laughs> fired it back well this went on for like 30 minutes and we had a blast doing it so i'm done thanking everybody for coming we're getting ready to get down get doing some john travolta on the dance floor you know and in i mean it's dead quiet now i'm walking off the podium and and the, the whole there's probably 200 people in this place and in the side door comes a transvestite, dressed up. Cross-dresser. Cross-dresser. Did you know it's a transvestite? No. Did you get that far? No. <laughs> Calling, where is Mike Franklin? Where is this Mike Franklin? And the whole place is turned and looking at this guy. Oh, and he was dressed to the nines, this little uh, girl was. Sure you got pictures. Anyway, this thing, this thing comes up. And I, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm freaking out. Because at the time, he doesn't know it's a guy yet. You can't yeah. really tell because the guy's dressed pretty well. So this thing comes up and gives me a big old smack right on the cheek, man, and uh, and the rest is history. They got pictures and all that. Well, I never could figure out for the longest time who was responsible for it. And then, you know, maybe a year later, Cat got out of the bag, and Mr. Rob right there was... Uh, 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 it was me, me and Pal. We collected money. With it, so. Hey, listen, everybody there, everybody there threw in money to make it happen. That was the thing. We could have filmed it. Everybody knew but Mike. So when Rob tells you... That we had a lot of fun running up down the roads in years. We did, man. We had it. We made the best of it. And usually, uh, you know, when this week I was the brunt of it, and the next week somebody else was. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and and that's what uh, you know. That's why, you know, thirty-seven years into my life, I'm still doing it, and having fun, and and talking to you guys on the radio on a Monday night, and uh, and raving about it. Mike, uh, do you uh, do you ever get down in that neighborhood where Hialeah Speedway was? Um, no, I don't. Uh, but I saw on the Carnac the other day. I saw where um, somebody had went and taken some video of the uh, the place, and I guess there's now a Lowe's right right actually on the track where the track was at. Yeah, we were uh, actually contacted about six weeks ago, eight weeks ago by uh, Applebee's. Um, they're uh, putting an Applebee's there, mm-hmm. and uh, they're actually going to have stuff from uh, the Speedway 
uh, photographs and some paraphernalia and whatnot from the Speedway, a big mural um, depicting the history of the Speedway inside the uh, Applebee's. Wow, that's that's pretty cool for a national chain like that to... Yeah, recognize a, a local track that that, uh, that has such a significant. Yeah, well, it's got to have Mike and his dad's name on there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I would, I would uh, I'd, I'd give him stuff. That'd be pretty cool. I'd, I'd maybe out there, I'd get some, I'd get a phone number or something from Jack and, and uh, get get hold of Mike. I'd, I'd uh, donate some stuff there. Cool. All right, man. Some Hollywood pictures. So when are you going to see? When are you going to see? Where, where's your next race, man? I guess at the end of the month we're going to go uh, try to do it again there at uh, Charlotte County and and try to. Um, Try to try to get win number two and try to get another streak going there and and uh, maybe maybe Bobby throw some more money my way on on them bounties that he had a couple of years ago. I'll try to get there early enough to see it this time. It raced so early the other day. I didn't yeah. get there until yeah. you guys were done. We were uh, we were like uh, we were like lap eighty and this and the sun was still, I mean not the sun was still out <laughs> but it was still light. And I'm going and you know and I drive home after the race and I'm like man dude this is gonna work out great. I'll be yeah you were out of there at nine thirty. <laughs> yeah, I was on the road heading south at uh, you know a little before ten o'clock, and that was that was great, man. It was, and, and, and you know, in, in the summer months with the rainstorms that come up in twenty minute time, you know, you gotta you gotta sort of expedite these shows a little bit. And he did a good job at that the other night. Get them in when you can. All right, that's Mike, right, man, that's right. Mike Franklin Jr. It's been a pleasure, man, as always, talking with you. Always, guys, man, I, I, it's been a long time since you've uh, asked me to be on. I, I really enjoy talking to you guys. So anytime, man, I'd, I'd love to talk to you guys and reminisce and. If you've got it, you want my opinion, I'll be glad to give it to you. Talk to you. All right, Mike. Hey, one, real quick, are you uh, helping out any kids with racing or anything? My little cousin. And my little cousin. And, and uh, there's a kid that bought a super late model that I drove, Seth Greco. He's, yeah. Uh, he's another real, real, real good talent. How's he doing with his uh, racing? He's doing okay. You know, he, they ran it a couple times. They, they're going to a lot of big tracks, Lakeland, New Smyrna, places like that, that uh, you know, that, that – Sort of maybe letting him jump off the deep end right. into the deep end, but you know I guess that you can look at it two different ways. But he's doing well. He's holding his own. He's he's running within a couple two or three tenths of, of what he really needs to be running. But you know, getting out of a truck and, and getting into a super late model and a super big truck like that, it's a lot to ask. So uh, you know, we're working through it. I, I I haven't gone to the track with him yet. I mainly over the phone with setup stuff. All right. And uh, maybe you know one of these times it'll work out where I can go and, and actually go there and help him out. Yeah, we'll probably write his name down there, Jack, Seth Greco, oh, and yeah. uh, we'll get him on next week or yeah, something. Seth's, I want to well, talk to him. Seth's a good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, when he first started racing the truck, I tried to help him out a little bit, and Mike did too, and uh, I guess Mike stayed in contact with him and good guy. got yeah, him in a good dad, car. Dad's a, dad's a real neat guy, man. <laughs> I have a lot of fun with him, man. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's he's. Old Joe's a character. Yes, he is. Yes, he <laughs> well, Mike, we'll, we'll see you when you come yeah, we back go, to Mark. Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Thanks They're kicking us, us off, I, man. <laughs> I, I, I recognize that voice from yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. All right. We'll see you later. There you go, folks. Gotcha. Uh, Mike Franklin, Jr., uh, old oh friend goodness. and uh, okay. still racing, doing well, winning races. Uh Started right back where he left off there when he split out of there. Did, did you notice Cece turned red on that? Uh, yeah, well, Cece, that happens to her every now and then. She can get flustered. Yes, I can. Cat, when the cat comes in. I like the kitty. Um, you try to shoo her. Right? So are we taking a break or are we going right to another call? What are well, we, we doing here? Are we going to get Wayne Jefferson? Wayne Jefferson is coming up. Rocket um, Man. We're going to talk about. 
Yeah, we need to talk about our shirts that we get from the from Casey. Who do we get them from? Folks at uh, fancyworkembroidery.com. That's fancy with an I. What do they do there? Fancy, fancy work embroidery. Oh my goodness, they do absolutely everything. They can do embroidery on your on your fire suits. They can make your your you know your staff shirts for you. So your, if I want to put bonehead on my driving suit, I can take it to them. Not a problem. They can do that for you. They can make up. They've made our staff shirts. They've made a really nice jacket for me. Logos. Um, logos. Not a problem. They can handle that. T-shirts. Whatever kind of promotional items maybe you want to have to give away to your fans when they come down for an autograph signing. They can make things up for you. Great folks and uh, a racing family, the Mays family that owns FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. All right, and you, we've got the link to them up on our on our website. There you have it, folks. Uh, on the line with us, we've got uh, the Rocket Man. What's up, Wayne? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, Wayne. Hello, CC. How you been? Good. Yeah. We are doing fabulous. Now I see that you and uh, Crispy hooked up to uh, race the other night. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, that was kind of a story to it all, really. Um, you know, we I he had some brake problems in the first race, and uh, I they were voters voters were going real bad, and it was smoking, and they had it had a couple issues in and out of the pits, you know, but in the back, and then I thought, you know, well, if you know, it's done. You know, I talked to Red, the owner, and I was like, you know, it's done, right? You know, I ain't gonna drive it or nothing. He's like, no, nah, probably not. So, well, little did we know, Robert gets back out there and wheels it back up to third. And so they're all in the X trying to change drivers, and I didn't talk my fire suit off. I'm in the truck, you know, getting all squared away. <laughs> getting ready to bust me a beer open, you know. And uh, and Robert comes running up. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on, bro. I said, what? We're, we're done, right? I thought the brakes were done, and we're, you know, smoking. Right? No, no, no. It'll run. It'll run. He says, I got up the third. Come on. So I'm running back to the truck. Throw all my stuff on. He wheels me out there. Everybody's already running in the cars. They're waiting on me, announcing it, you know, so. I jumped in the car and started third. It was funny. It was funny as they, as they were announcing, as we were waiting for you. Oh, he was putting his beer down. <laughs> we were waiting. <laughs> uh, so, so you went out there and just let her roll? Yeah, so then I, I went out there, you know, and I, just, I had to get it. It took me a little while to get the feel for it and, where, where I, you know, how hard I could drive it in and this and that. So I guess uh, I, I chased him utility around there for a little while and then we were able to get get on the outside of him there and pin him down and got by him so went on to win it you gotta get the push out of that car man that car's got push in it man yeah yeah exactly you drive that thing like that's a good handling car but i know crispy had a hard time with it at the other one when they ended up getting turned around by his buddy yeah <laughs> that was a fiasco you missed that one it's all it's always something man. them guys they there's some hard races i think yeah, that uh, Outlaw Street Stock class, like I said, I said uh, a couple of last week, is that it it reminds me a lot of the Street Stock class at Sunshine because you got a lot of those long wheelbase cars there, and uh, it's just uh, it brings back that you got Red bringing those Cadillacs again. <laughs> it's funny. It's, now all they need to do is get them racing figure eights. Well, I'm sure it won't be long. Now, Wayne, let, let's talk about the modified class and and. Your feelings on it now, and the car counts, and and where where you think the future lies with them? Well, I think you know I was listening to the show earlier, and everybody you know has their own points about it, and you know the biggest thing I got agreed with earlier was like with Wayne Anderson, and said that you know we got we as racers got to start showing up one way or the other. Although the fact that you know the reason maybe a lot of us aren't is because of the expense. 
But, you know, if the, it has to start somewhere, like I've said before, and, I, and it has to start with the track, you know, lowering our, the, the, our entries and then just wh- whatever the expenses, just lower the overall expenses somehow, you know, work with us, buddy. And, you know, I know they got to run a business, too, and they got bills to pay. But, it, you know, if we can if we can start there and then at, on the other side of that, the drivers need to reward them by showing up and let's put on a good show, you know. I don't. It's hard to figure out. I've been sat in meetings just about every race I've been to this year, and every time we get done with them, we don't know any more than we did when we started. And now we've had three, four, five, six of them, and we still don't have any word. You know? It's because there's the wrong people at the meetings. And the, and the people that need to hear it ain't there. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the whole point. Everything we're talking about, the guys that aren't there aren't hearing it. So the same guys are showing up and hearing the same stories every time they race. You know, and they're there. They're not the problem, so... And then, you know, we've had times, you, you put 15 or 13 or 15 uh, drivers in uh, a class in, the, in a room and try to get some straight answers without arguing and bickering back and forth about, you know, half of them want this, the other half want that, and, you know, half of them are good with this, and the other half ain't good with that, and it, you just, it, there's never no common ground. Yeah, Modifieds has always been tough, and, you know, I, I enjoy seeing that, you know, Bobby, at least he's, he's having the races. What's happened is the racetracks have stopped having the races, so continually, Citrus continues to race them, and and uh, Bobby's going to continue to race them. And you race uh, at Desoto also, right? Uh, yeah, Desoto yep, so races, races them. Is he still racing them there? Yeah, he is. He just we've been off for about seven weeks. They're, they're, seven weeks. Like, yeah. Well, their last race was the end of May, and their next race isn't until the end of July. So, so there needs to be definitely uh, these tracks need to continue to race them, and uh, like Wayne was saying, you know, supporting them. It's it's tough, man. I know the late models. It's it's yeah. I mean, they, they just need to come out and, and at least try, or at least be there to express their opinion as to what it, what they would like, you know, the, it to be. That what do they need? I, we, we don't know what they need if they're not coming to tell us, or they're not calling to tell us, or they ain't showing up to express their opinion about it. You know, they, everyone when I go, they know what I want because I'm there to say it. You know, so you, you have to be there to express what you need. You know. So, you know, again, it just goes back to starting somewhere. I mean, you can't go around and, and, and hand-pick each person out and say, come on down to the racetrack. I mean, you know, you guys own race cars. You want to race, you're a racer, then let's go racing. You know, who, who cares who owns the place or who said who to what? At the end of the day, it's about racing. Yeah, I think that the entry fees is a big thing. Um, you know, uh, the entry fees and the purses, and uh, the purses are obviously going to have to come down, but the entry fees need to go away for the racers because it's costing us too much already to get there and to be able to put the car on the racetrack, and the, the track owners are, are, are the ones that are selling the tires and selling that kind of stuff to us. So um, the entry fee thing has always been something that has aggravated me because the late models, uh, or any cars, you know, there's no car you should have to pay an entry fee at a racetrack. doesn't matter what class it is. No, the uh, promoter should get a sponsor or some way or another that he's going to pay um, that, um, that, that uh, purse. And I think if there's cars there, if, if uh, I'm going to use this for an example, just because Wayne brought it up earlier. If John, okay, would... Write on the message board, or maybe advertise on Carnac, and put his hundred lap, his hundred twenty-five lap races from now on have no entry fee. Okay, no entry fee. I guarantee you that he would have a pile of cars there to race. Okay, and not only that, 
the first time that they race, if there's not a bunch of fans there, the next time they race, there will be. Wayne, doesn't that go back to what you said, though, um, about it? the guys got to find out about it? Yeah, they do, and then, and then they, it has to happen more than once. You yeah. Know, you, can't, you can't have 22 cars show up because they got no NPC this time, and so you think now you've locked 22 in and you go ahead right back to the same antics the next race, and, and they're not going to come back. No. Know, it's got to be a continual thing, and, it, and you know, the track's got to understand that it's going to take some time to get, to get it built back up to where you're going to benefit from the driver getting no entry or getting no free because there's three or four people coming. You know, everybody's bringing less people because it costs more to get in. And, you know, there's a whole lot of ways that the money has dwindled down, the people have dwindled down. So, you know, you just got to start somewhere and then just let it snowball. It's got, it's got to roll for a while before it's going to come back to them, you know. But, you know, like when you That'll turn them around. getting cheaper, it ain't getting cheaper. So we've got to figure out a way to start getting the cost cut back. Do you talk to you? You own a, a race shop and, and and all of that. And, and do you get it? A talk to a lot of, of drivers about it. Well, it depends because you know I, I see I do yes, but at the same time, there's a lot of racers that aren't racing this, so they're not don't have no reason to be in my shop. You know, so it goes. It's the same thing. You know, you got less car counts, you got less guys tearing stuff up or having the opportunities to race each other hard, or you know, there be opportunities to get into things that, you know, whatever, tear up your car or, you know, make you need parts of some sort. Or, you know, there's not a lot of competition for you to be down there digging for more power from your motor builder or stuff like that. People are just accepting what they got. They're doing it with what they got, and that's that. But it's just it's hard. It's just really hard. I mean, I talk to a lot of them, and, and no, no one person has the exact same reason, you know. So everybody's all more money, more money. And, and you know, I mean, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but you got to show up. You know, either way, you can't tell a man more money, more money, while five of us show up or ten of us show up. Are they charging you an entry fee in the modifieds at these races? Well, yeah, I haven't not paid one. I think maybe John did it once last year or something. I don't remember. Maybe once. I don't remember exactly when it was. And again, he did it one time. We got like twenty cars, and then you know he never did it again. And now I'm going to throw that out there to the promoters, man. You guys cry about car counts and stuff. The promoters do, and we're crying at the fact that we don't have the money to be able to travel and do this kind of stuff. You want us to buy a set of tires and want us to buy fuel when we come to your racetrack? I'm telling you right now, every promoter out there, stop charging an entry fee for the race. Right. If you don't have a car count, you can't charge entry fee. And do it for a year. Do it for a year and see what happens. We're the only entertainment that pays to be the entertainment. Everyone else gets paid. Well, I, and, and listen, I don't want to... A movie, a movie star doesn't pay the producer to make the movie. They pay them. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that it's, we're the god of the gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get that we straight. Are show, though. We are the show, and it's not a very good one if we can't <laughs> keep people happy. So, yeah. But, you know, when you get them there, you got to treat them right, treat them fair. Everyone needs to seem or feel important, you know. And that's something that Bobby does a lot of, and that that's where he's starting to get his caring yeah. from. It's just being a good person. He he's not necessarily making all the right decisions all the time or making every single person happy, but he's damn sure trying. Yeah, and and John is a great person, man. He's a great guy. You know, you've spent many times around him. I'm sure you've had arguments with him, and then you guys have sat and had many beers together. Absolutely. Um, same thing with Don Narone. Same thing with. Uh, um, uh, I almost called him Scooter, uh, uh, Citrus, Critter, Critter, man. All those guys. I mean, no matter what problems you have, I still say you go back to the racetrack and you race. And if the 
if the promoters really need to start thinking about us, the racers, and stop trying to make extra money off racers, what do you think, Cece? I know you've only heard us talking all this time. Well, I think it's a, I think a combination of things have to be done. I think definitely it has to be what you are talking about, about the entry fees. And then it has to be phone calls being made, attempts being made to reach drivers and letting them know that this change has occurred and this is going to be the new way, say, for a year and inviting them to come to race. You have to also then take into consideration the fans, maybe doing ticket specials and promotions for them, and then it needs to be advertised and well in advance what's happening at the track so everybody, even the non-diehard fans, knows what's Jack's happening out. and will come. And, yeah. and one thing that I don't hear anywhere near enough, and I was we were talking with Don Ream about this with his Sprint Car Series not too long ago, and they already made some progress just by getting started on this this angle, and that is there's not enough emphasis on on bringing new people into the game, or bringing well, back some of the old people, Jack. That's that's what Don's gone and done. Yeah, is he's well, found guys that have yeah. have those cars sitting and have been sitting and for, some new people for eight or, or ten years, too. and you know. Listen, Wayne Jefferson, I'll guarantee you he could start rattling off names and we'd be here for 30 minutes of guys that he knows that has race cars sitting at home no doubt. that mm-hmm. does not race because they can't afford to. We had Sonny Hughes on a few weeks ago. It was a perfect example, and that was one of the reasons we had him on. You remember Sonny. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. It's the same thing. The cars sit. Well, Wayne, now, now this is this is really pissing me off. We brought you on this show because we figured you had the answers, guy. Yeah, you know, I don't have the answers. I know I keep saying a lot of the same because, you know, I haven't seen anything really start to – I haven't seen anyone really take the ball yet and try to run with it. I know people throwing some things out there. They're trying to do some stuff here for a modified race photo on uh, October 11th, trying to put together a race. But, you know, it just it, – it, it goes back to – you know, have, we all got to start. We got to work together. You know, there's no other way about it. We, we are, as racers, need the racetracks, and the racetracks need the racers to show up. And if we don't all start figuring out how to work together as a whole state worth of tracks, then it's never going to work because you, you, we've gotten down to two less of racers and, and and not enough, you know, not enough racers for the racetracks we have. And, and, and he can't, you want a guy to go out and promote, like you said, which I totally agree, there's not enough promoting, but. When he promotes the race and five cars show up, you know, well, how's that look? You know what I mean? Are we going to get any of them people back, you know, that came to see it? So, I mean, we have to, you know, the promoter can't guarantee that we're, that we're all going to show up. You know, That promoter needs to be calling well, people, though. Exactly. You know, I I, I know that. Um, what I'm saying is, is here's, that's what I was going to say next, is that when I've called people, I've done this already to try to do a races before, working with John and Ralph Bowman. I, I talked to Bobby Deal. I talked to those two guys all the time and working with them trying to make something happen and i can get five people that'll tell me they're coming to a race and not none of them will right well not yeah. two not one none of them i guarantee you tell them there's no entry fee they'll be there and, and well and that's the thing we've got to have some some reasons to make mm-hmm. them, you know call bonehead up and tell him that there's no entry fee and he's coming tell you, man i struggle wayne will tell you man wait there's anybody that knows my struggle it's him, you know. I've always been my own equipment. I've never raced, never raced for anyone else, and not because I didn't have talent too. I think I got just as much talent as any of these other guys, but I've always had to flip my own dime, and it's been. Uh, and, and the majority of the racers are that are that way, and that's why those are the ones you have to cater to. The guys that have the situations 
like you said, like Mike was saying with his, you know, those are awesome opportunities just like mine. You know, but those are not the majority. Right. You know, the majority are just like you. And right. what you have to, you, that's where you have to base it off of. That's why I say. You know, those people there that are willing to come and spend the money it takes to do it and, and know that they, uh, you know, may have a chance to win, but for the most part are accepting the fact that they won't win. Wayne? Those drivers are the ones that you have to really cater to for the most part. I think so. Wayne, Wayne, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I, I do want to ask you, what what do you think about the idea of drivers and the uh, owners being in the same boat in that the drivers' purses would be based off of um, the front gate, a percentage of the front gate like it used to be 50 years ago? Well, you know, I don't know the numbers and how all that works out. You know, if I, I would be stepping in a territory that I'm not, you know, I'm uneducated on, to be honest with you. I'm, it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal because how can you trust? How can you trust that they did what they were supposed to do in the advertising they're supposed to do? And then ha- the problem that was the problem then too. That's know? right. How many times did promoters take off with all the money? You know what I mean? We show up with cars that are ready to race, that look good, that'll run a hundred laps. It costs a lot to bring that car to the racetrack. And when we bring even 15 of them there um, and put on a show with only 15 cars, we feel bad about it as racers that that's all that's there. Okay? And the reality of it, we don't want more than 20. This is something Don Narone always said. Every racer there, he only wants to see 24 cars there because he don't want to go home. Okay? (laughs) And that's true. But um, those days are, are, are about history. But I, you know, Wayne... We can argue about this all we want, but I think the economy is hurting everybody. What I see is car counts, okay, are down with the faster cars, with late models, with modifieds. Now, with with the limiteds, it doesn't seem to be for some reason. Um, there again, they're a more affordable car. Well, and I mean, you know, it's just things like saying, you know, a lot of people are, just, are suffering, but there's a lot of people that ain't. Yeah, that's true. Go to Disney World. You you see no economic problems in Orlando. Everything is beautiful. <laughs> well, that's out. That, yeah, it's that same effect in our sport. You know. Well, we don't have any more time to so, talk about it today. But Wayne, I appreciate let's uh, sell bouncing some, some stuff be, off. Before you. you go, before you go, Wayne, how do people get in touch with you guys in the name of your business? Give us some information about your business. Yeah, I got a place, Jefferson Irwin Racing. Uh, it's a machine shop and race parts uh, up here in Pinellas Park. It's actually Clearwater right here by what, Old Sunshine Speedway, just north of uh, 110th Avenue on 49th Street. Uh, phone number is 727-572-5097. And uh, anybody ever needs any parts or, you know, anybody needing any engine work of some sort, just uh, come down and see us and we'll take care of you. So, so if somebody comes and sees you like they got a street stock or they got a mini stock, you can turn them into winners, right? Absolutely, we have. I mean, if you know uh, Firestein and Buttram are wearing them out at Bradenton this past weekend, and and one two finish, and then one two finish down at Charlotte all the time, and that stuff. That those are our motors there. We built for them, but we built three, three or four motors for them. That's right. Wayne knows about street stocks, buddy. He won many, 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 many street stock features and figure eights. Jefferson Irwin Racing. Thank you very much. All right, Wayne. Uh, we'll have you on again and uh, ponder this modified thing and. Uh, you know, uh, maybe we'll come up with an answer. Who knows? Yeah, next time, Wayne, we want some answers, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can come up with some. All right, take it easy. around the track, Wayne. Take it easy, man. Uh, folks, uh, promoters out there listening, uh, 
I want you to know uh, I have no ill will for any of you guys. I know you guys are trying as hard as you can with the the, the way that you know how to do it, and I I think that uh, now that times are hard, he's sucking. No, up. no, it's it's not that because I don't want them to think that all you know these race car drivers they got the answer. But I I do think that with these modified races and these late model races that this entry fee thing has gotten out of hand. Um, it's our 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 purses have not gone up that much. So because they haven't, there should be no entry fee. The price of tires and gas and everything has doubled. Well, maybe not doubled on tires. It's certainly doubled on our racing gas. It's doubled on our fuel to get there. Uh, the prices have gone up to get into the pits, you know, for our people to have insurance, and I can understand that. Um, I want to see cars back at the racetrack, and I want to be racing my car more. So it needs to become more affordable. We need to work on the tire deal. Um you can have whatever tires you want at your racetrack, but I think we need to think about letting anybody that wants to race with whatever tire they bring there. They might just have to race, you know. Might just have to do that if you guys can't settle on one tire. What would be wrong, Jack, with having one tire that raced at all these racetracks in the state of Florida? That one tire would prosper, and they'd be good, and they'd make quality tires for you. Yeah, we're a long way from that zone, though. I know. Um, you yeah. know, I started thinking when he was talking about we could we could we could make a good panel of drivers and and promoters mm-hmm. and really get them together and you know every time we talk to one of them they all want to work on it okay individually but they- i just wonder if we could ch- change the structure or not change i don't want to say change cuz that's hard for everybody how about realign the structure of our racing classes in the state of Florida to where it makes it economically feasible for everybody to be able to bring their cars back out of the house. The one thing that we have always said, and, and you know, with through the means of Carnac.com and, and various things, we've, like, got together these track owners and these drivers and this deal and that deal, and we broadcast some of them. But the thing that always comes back to, man, is like there just is a, to me, I seriously believe that the, at the root of this, there is just a lack of leadership. You can't. It seems. It seems you know what I'm saying? It I mean, seems. It, that's why I, I, yes. I miss in late model faction of racing. Some people are going to be mad that I say this, and that's good. You can write to Rob Elting at AOL and say so. Is how a guy like Bert Asselman structured his series and ran his series a guy like Don Narone okay at least he structured a series and he ran it even though I think that that's a bad example in some ways because you've got to be no it's not it's a good example because you know what they set rules and they ran by them yeah it's it's tough, but, but now it's got to the bottom line. The reason we're talking about this tonight, we've talked with the, this subject has sort of been on the fringes. Well, it wasn't on the fringes with Mike Franklin Jr., Wayne Anderson, Wayne Jefferson. Um, I mean, uh, those would be some good guys to have on the panel, right? Oh, absolutely, there. absolutely. You know, yeah. and then find guys that 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 have been racing for so long, but maybe don't aren't the guys that win all the time, like myself. And there's plenty of other ones that are like that, you know. Because listen. The race, the race is made up of all kinds of people, right, Jack? Absolutely. Guys that are going to win and guys that have no chance to win. Most guys don't win. 
That's right. Most guys do not win. Only one. But tonight we've had a whole bunch of guests, man. Joe Linebarrier talking about Volusia and the upcoming uh, Volusia Speedway, the upcoming uh, uh, memorial race for Scott Thompson. We had all winners on tonight. All of our races are winners tonight. Drew Brannon, the youngest ever to win in the uh, ASA late model deal. Uh, uh, The young girls, uh, Cinderay and uh, Aaron Irish. Man, I'm telling you. Ricky Ricky Moxley. Moxley. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, folks, don't say that we don't bring you quality guests on Inside Florida Racing. And if you've got somebody you want to hear on Inside Florida Racing, email cc at... C-E-C-E at W-I-K-X dot com. Tell us about them. Tell us what they do, what they race, and it doesn't matter what it is, man. I'm, I'm ready to talk about and any kind of race. Absolutely. And, again, always send the good news you have to feedback at realracingusa.com. And send all your negative comments, your bitches, whines, and complaints to Rob Elting at AOL.com. Remember, Craig, if you're listening out there, you guys playing poker, man, make sure you get a hold of CC and uh, get that guy on here that runs that uh, V8 Supercar Series or whatever it is on the uh, Sebring tracks and stuff. I want to talk about that. Looking forward to getting some emails from y'all. That's right, folks. Uh, don't worry. Next week we will announce the winner of the Pandora Jewelers Inside Florida Racing Real Racing USA Driver of the Month for June. I know we're a little late, but don't worry about it. It'll be worth it. And uh, no matter what, no matter where you're at, try to go out and support your racetrack this weekend, whether you're racing or watching. Cece, where are you going? Uh, this Saturday night, as far as I know, I'm be Charlotte County Motorsports. There you go. Uh, no telling where uh, we'll be. You never know where you'll see us. If you want us to come to your track, get a hold of us. Let us know. Send us a little gas money. Maybe we'll show up. If you send us a little bit of extra money, maybe we'll bring uh, our equipment. Oh, wait. There's no maybe about it. If they send money, we're definitely there. <laughs> Folks, I appreciate you listening. Same time next week inside Florida Racing. I'm Rob Elting, a.k.a. Bonehead. Have a good evening. Happy birthday, Ringo. Good night, everyone.